American Giant in the 60s, 95% of the clothing Americans bought was made right here in the U.S. Now 97% is made overseas. There's a company doing something that's different. It's called American Giant. Two years ago, we met the uh, founder of American Giant. He's an awesome dude and just was like, hey, I care about this country. I care about American manufacturing and I care about giving people a good product and value for their money. It's a crazy idea that American Giant has taken in house and has made a whole business out of. Uh, so let me tell you about American Giants. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. This is great clothing you're absolutely going to love and you need to check it out right now. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Get 20% off your first order now with American Giant. Country's going to hell in a handbasket. I don't know if you're aware of that. <laughs> Hadn't noticed. You, you haven't noticed? No. Yeah. Wow. Really? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a big handbasket because it's a big country, but mm-hmm. we're headed to hell. Over 300 it, million people in one handbasket. That's a lot. A lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. You should usually, you'd think, okay, at least two handbaskets, but no, this is just one really big one. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get into the, uh, the situation with the defense secretary. Which I, th- I think is somewhat interesting, the electric surgery he just had done. Um, we'll talk about that and, and much more on the way to hell uh, in 60 seconds. Well, if you're in a situation like Pat's describing, you may want a little sleep. And of course, if you can't sleep, that's that, that really can be hell. If you've ever been through it, you know you, it doesn't just ruin your night. It ruins the whole next day. And if you're unfortunate enough to have sleep trouble on a regular basis, you're pretty much guaranteed to walk around feeling like a zombie most of the time. And that's not fun. Zombies don't... Did a zombie ever look happy? That's never happened in any zombie movie. They've never looked happy. Just like... uh, Make sure you check out uh, Relief Factor Sleep. This is uh, just like the regular Relief Factor that you take for pain. Relief Factor Sleep is 100% drug-free. It is... uh, Got a blend of all sorts of natural ingredients. It's designed to promote healthy sleep by reducing anxiety and distress, improving your mood, and promoting relaxation. Glenn loves it, and I think you will too. The first bottle is only $19.95, uh, 20 bucks to get the feeling of complete relaxation and contentment as you drift away to dreamland, and then hopefully don't wake up in hell. Unleash the power of great sleep by calling 800 the number four relief 800 the number four relief, or go to relieffactor.com. It's relieffactor.com. <laughs> All right, uh, Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense, number two in line uh, after the Commander-in-Chief. This is the the guy who essentially is in charge of the Pentagon and the, and the defense uh, of our nation. Now, is that an important job? It seems somewhat important. Okay. You know, I'm not, I don't want to go out on a limb yeah. and say it's critical. You don't want to overstate it. No. 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 Um, 
but uh, but the guy was <laughs> having surgery. And look, I am all about medical privacy. But when you're the defense secretary and you're going in for surgery of this kind, mm, sorry. Yeah, you don't. You, you don't. It's part of the gig. Yeah, you don't get there's don't certain get levels of privacy you give up when you're a public figure yeah. serving in the government yes. like this. When you're president of the United States, if you're going in for prostate surgery, uh, we need to know about it. Yeah. When you're defense secretary and you're going in for prostate surgery, we need to know about it. And so do, by the way, uh, your second in command, who he didn't tell. Um, <laughs> she didn't know. I mean, it's certainly for three days. All you're saying is true, but it's even worse that they didn't. He wasn't even telling the people around him, right? right. Like it's right. horrible that this would happen for the American people who do unreal. need to know this stuff. Yeah, but re- I mean, the fact that it wasn't being passed around inside the White House, that's incredible. Isn't this a fireable the, offense, Pat? Uh, yo, absolutely. The guy should be gone right now. I mean, bless his heart. I hope he has a speedy and full recovery. Um, but uh, yeah, you got to go. You got to go. And the judgment is completely com- awry. Completely, and we've seen that in all of his decisions and actions too. But this really is the topping on the cake. And yeah, you need to be fired today. Yeah, I mean today. Th- there may be a part of this that is. And I'm I'm trying not to do this, but there may be a part of this for me mm-hmm. that is like when you say, "Well, you know, Tom Brady came in after curfew last night, be- the night before the Super Bowl. I uh, he, mm. you know, our rules say right here he misses the next game. <laughs> I don't know if it's Tom Brady. Maybe I come up with a justification to let him play in the game. Mm-hmm. But when it's your third backup lineman that hasn't actually made a block all year mm-hmm. and every. Se- 47% of snaps he's allowed a pressure. I, I don't know. At that point, I'm really interested in the firing thing. Yeah. You know, I'm not like, yeah. you know what? Sorry, you're not going to be on the roster. And like, that's, and that's the thing a with no-brainer. Austin. He it's hasn't a, been good anyway. It's a no-brainer. And even if they think he's been good, this is right. too big an offense to allow it. You can't. He, he tells people after the fact, like four days after the fact, yeah, just I had some electric surgery and then some complications. The elective surgery, you're thinking, okay, it's you know, he didn't want to tell anybody because he was having hemorrhoid surgery or whatever. Uh, okay, maybe he had a mole removed from his back. That's the elective surgery you're thinking about. Yeah, yeah. You don't think he's having his prostate removed because he's got prostate cancer? That's not elective surgery. Well, it is because he was choosing between that and radiation therapy. I guess that's what we're supposed to believe. I haven't even heard that excuse from them, but I'm sure that's what they'll use. Yeah, because they, they really did try to lie to us about this. Yeah, they absolutely uh, on, did. On top of the way they handled it, they tried so to bad. make it seem like a mole was being removed. Yeah, that's what they, they were hoping you thought. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I mean, I mean, if anything, it creates a little sympathy for the guy that you know yeah. he's dealing with prostate cancer. Nobody wants to go through that. Right. I feel terrible for him. I mean, as a person, that's really, really rough to go through. Yep. But we have a structure of government and like... The average person, I think, can be hit with this news and say, oh, look, I don't really want to be talking about my prostate on the national stage, so I also would not want to tell. And you don't have to if you're not Secretary of of Defense. Exactly. You don't have to. The average person wouldn't have to, although we have seen Glenn go down certain roads in the past (laughs) of disclosing medical information. I wish he didn't. 
For um, more elective surgery than this. <laughs> yes, much more elective. I, uh-huh. uh, the elective YouTube video was the thing I had the problem with on that one. Uh-huh. Um, but if I remember you, that. <laughs> years ago, uh, for a long mm-hmm. time, listeners only. Um, but when you're talking about um, the average person, I think you hear that news and you think, I can understand it a little bit. Like, I don't want people talking about my prostate. I get that. Right. When you are a military guy yeah. who talks about the chain of command endlessly throughout your entire career, who rises to the sec- level of Secretary of Defense, and and whose entire existence is based on process, yeah, right. Like that is all you are when when you when you rise to that level. Your entire makeup is supposed to be based on following the correct process because it's so vital, even when it doesn't seem vital. Here's a situation where it does. Mm -hmm. We're in the middle of multiple wars that we have our hands in for God knows what reasons. Mm -hmm. And we are in the middle of doing all of that. You need to know where the Secretary of Defense is all the time. This is so egregious that not only should he be fired, but so should the President of the United States. Again, is this another Tom Brady thing Like where you're just saying like he sucks (laughs) and this is a good excuse to fire him? No, no. These are fireable offenses for him and uh, well, the people who make the decisions about firing him. Why is it f- fire? I mean, look, B- Biden should be fired for a multitude, a multitude of reasons. Of why this one, though? Because they're still uh, trying to soft pedal this and say that he has done such a great job that uh, we still want him in the gig. The postgame lying sorry, is a problem. No. Yeah, it's a big problem. Uh, yeah. And l- did you see KJP's answer yesterday God, to questions? We, do we have to? Oh, my God. Yeah, I She's think this one so is worth bad. it. She is so bad. Was she reading it? Uh, I'm not sure. Let's hmm. let's take a look. Okay. How did the president not know until this morning that it was cancer? How did five days go without knowing the death? That is something that we're trying to find. They're trying to find no, it out. I, I hear you, but that Still. is something that we are going right. to gonna get a sense of this process, get a, get right? A That's sense why they're going to the do process. a review. That's why the Pentagon's going to uh-huh. do a review. That's why the chief of staff put out a memo to cabinet, uh, cabinet uh, to the cabinets on protocols here right. to get a sense of what, get a sense uh, how of they've been moving the with this process yeah. and how we're going to continue to move forward. We do not want this to happen happen again obviously obviously uh, but you know we're gonna get a better sense once the pentagon does the, the 30 process. day review uh-huh. uh, to see how this occurred obviously this so, is not something we want to see i see. so it takes five days for him to learn about it and right. then they launch a 30 day review to figure out why they didn't learn about it <laughs> that's a what if there's not a, a, a if that's not a government process i don't know what is well I, I understand what you're saying Stu. but what we're trying to do right now okay is get a better sense of the process and you we, don't know the process. I don't, I don't know that we're we're getting a better sense of it right now. So the process. You don't. You're not going to know what it is. You're just going to get no. a sense of. We're going to get a sense of what a that generalized process. Sen- is. How long does it take to actually know what it is, and not just a sense of it? Well, I don't Kareen. know yet because we've we've got to get a better sense of what that process is. Okay. And then I can tell you how long that process might take once I get a sense of it. Okay. So okay. sense, <laughs> then review. Yeah. Then then. We figure out. We don't know because we, we don't, don't have the sense we of don't it yet. Know yet. Yeah. <laughs> I, this is it's because I, I I agree with you that it's it, the incompetence is incredible. And yeah, you know, I, I mentioned this uh, yesterday that I talked to a couple people about this, and both of them said the same thing, which was, "Hey, like, of course, well, I'm not surprised they didn't tell Joe Biden, but like, can you believe they didn't tell the rest of the cabinet?" And it's like. Yeah. The, or anybody the, the at the fact Pentagon. that we're in that world where everyone's anybody. like, ah, you know, like, of course they're not going to tell Joe Biden he's completely no, incompetent and incoherent. It's unacceptable. That's unacceptable in and of itself. And mm-hmm. then the fact that they did 
again, lie about this. It's one thing, like, you could make the argument in this situation that Joe Biden is essentially the victim of this, right? He was his mm-hmm. his guy, who he put in, uh, of course, in power, um, but comes to the table and lies to him, hides something from him. He doesn't know. He's the victim, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. I can see how you could make that case, but you can't make that case after they start lying about it. Cannot. After they come out and say, hey, uh, yeah, it was an elective surgery. Okay, like you're going on. Why would you go on that technicality? Right. Why would you go on? Just say surgery. Yeah. Right. I mean, like you're gonna have to tell everybody eventually anyway. Why yeah, would you, you know use it's gonna the come word out. elective? Right. You use that to try to disarm people. Like, oh, it was no big deal. Relax. To get what? Forty eight hours of cover on this? Crazy. Crazy, Pat. I, I, and I guess they think by then we'll come up with some other, yeah, you know, excuse. And and it was. Well, the excuse was we'll get a sense of this soon. Yeah, right. That's about that, it. That's what they came up with in the forty-eight hours, which honestly is more than I thought Corinne Jean-Pierre was capable of when it comes to <sighs> reasoning. Oh man. I mean, they're now trotting out Kirby for what. 30, 40, 50% of these news conferences. She's not even answering most of these questions anymore. No, They're, and they trotted him out again yesterday. They did. Uh, we'll get to that in just a minute. Um, in 60 seconds. Today about American financing. It's 2024. A lot of Americans are trying to get their finances in order, and a lot of them are worried about what's going to happen to them if the economy continues to go down the tubes. You might be one of them. And you know, I get it. This is a really scary time. And to be trying to play catch up with those debts that always seem to be one step ahead can be difficult. But right now, there's great news in the market for homeowners. Interest rates have dropped and now are the low fives. Wow. We're going the right direction. Uh, it's a lot lower than they were just last year. And that's positive. If you've been buried in high interest credit card debt, now is the time to break free. American Financing can help you access the cash in your home to pay off that high interest debt. Last year, their salary-based mortgage consultants help customers save an average of 854 bucks a month. It's like giving yourself a $10,000 raise. Does that sound nice? What a way to start the new year. And if you start today, you may be able to delay two mortgage payments, which also sounds kind of nice. Call American Financing. It's 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. 10-second station ID. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Um, I think if the Republican Party can't use this to their advantage to win this election in November... They need to disband, just disband the well, Republican Party. This alone should do it. I mean, there's so much that oh. you have on this administration, but I mean, this should be the final straw. Uh, Pat, I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you on this one. <laughs> okay. uh, um, largely because there will be 947 other controversies that happen well, before true. November. That is this true. This will be long forgotten, I'm afraid, by But they by can't then. let it be forgotten. This is egregious behavior by it's these people so irresponsible irresponsible I mean, for all, incompetent for all the criticism they put on the trump presidency you know mm. there's a lot of different ways they attacked trump while he was in office right but one mm-hmm. of the ways they did is he just doesn't even know what he's doing right like he's a right. tv host he got in there yeah. he has no idea he's flailing around he's saying things you know he's reversing them the next day and remember that whole thing about how he would say something and then you know pence and all these aides would come out and kind of say the opposite and try to you know back off of what he made mm-hmm. a pu- public statement and a lot of that criticism was like, he doesn't know how this works. 
right? He's not he's mm-hmm. he's not in the middle of this, and he doesn't know how this works. And that criticism was constant from the media. What what do you get from this? Joe Biden's been in the government since so 1841. Yeah, he still doesn't know how this works. None yeah. of these guys know the basics about uh, the American governmental system. They've all been career politicians or career military people. They don't know how to mm-hmm. do this yet. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, like Corinne Jean-Pierre, you give her a break. She can't get through four sentences. She doesn't know how to tie her own shoes. I understand mm-hmm. she doesn't know, mm-hmm. but somebody there has to know. You would think, okay, John Kirby, maybe he knows. Well, Steve Ducey asked him uh, about this situation yesterday. Here's what Kirby had to say. This is amazing. Okay, thank you for all the detail on that. But more broadly, why should we believe anything that this administration tells us about anything ever again? I think we all recognize, and I think the Pentagon has been Uh very, very honest with themselves about uh, Uh, the the challenge to to, to credibility by what what has transpired here and by what, and by... Mm. How how, uh, how how hard uh, it was for them to be fully transparent with the American people. I think we all recognize that. And and wait, wait not just give me a second. I, I know you got another one coming here, but but we all recognize that this Do didn't you know? unfold the way it should have on oh, so wow. many levels. Wow. Not just the notification Pause it process. Pause for a second, if you could. What a powerful recognition there. Yeah. That this didn't happen the way it should have. No. Really? You do recognize that? Mm-hmm. Come on. I will say this. <laughs> what geniuses. That answer, which he stopped and paused and stuttered uh-huh. and yeah. mumbled for about 45 seconds was 10 times better than any answer Corinne Jean-Pierre has ever given. Which tells you something. <laughs> which tells you something. Because I will say, at the very it, least, he's acknowledging answer. it didn't go well. Yeah, you know, Corinne Jean-Pierre would not do that. No, she would true. read whatever sentence was in front of her, no matter what it said. It could have been about Cheetos, and she'd just start reading it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, look, Kirby sucks, but at least he's attempting to do the job. Corinne Jean-Pierre is the, is the opposite. Yeah, A complete catastrophe every time. And that's why they're rolling him out. Why is he out there? And, it, and it's a tough question because why should we believe you on anything? anything. The only answer is you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. That's the only answer. Mm-hmm. You, you can stumble around for 15, 20 minutes trying to find a better answer. There isn't one. You shouldn't believe us on anything. Everyone in this administration should resign today. That's the answer. Uh, let's see the rest of this. Ugh. The transparency issue. We all recognize that. And, uh-huh. and I think we all want to make sure we learn from that. Oh. I, uh, it's up to you and your colleagues, and it's up to the American people to determine mm-hmm. you know, how much they're going uh, to ascribe what happened here to our credibility on every single issue. But in, in every way, mm-hmm. Secretary Austin has been an exceptional defense secretary. Can you and believe he that? He still has the full faith and confidence of the oh, commander in chief. Uh, he has he led, still has the full uh, the faith department and confidence at an incredibly how? dangerous time for. Our national security interests and those of our allies and partners. But if the administration is going to go to such great lengths to keep Mm. secrets about the defense secretary's health, how can anybody be certain that the administration would not go to the same lengths to keep secret problems Uh with President Biden's health? Which they are. If You know they are. If you could logically argue, and you Uh can't, but if you could logically argue that the administration... He's 81 years old. Wait a second. Just give me a second What's here, Bub. There I'll get there. Bub. If <laughs> what is if going on? The administration <laughs> made some sort of Machiavellian effort 
uh-huh. across the board to, to to keep this from getting public, then I think your question has merit. They did. And, and certainly is a fair one. I don't okay. think it's a fair one because that's not what happened here, Peter. What happened here is the Secretary Gosh. of Defense, uh, for whatever reason, I can't answer the question why, uh, that information wasn't shared. It wasn't shared widely in the department How? and it certainly wasn't shared with the How agency. can you not it's answer not, why? It's not good. It's what year? Like, which is why, again, we want to learn from this. We want to. We want to make sure that it doesn't happen again. It needs to happen. I mean, what do you mean you don't know why? Why haven't have you asked? Yeah, right. Why? What do you mean right. you're out there talking to the American people right now? You haven't asked yet. Can he just tell you? Why? Have they still not spoken to Lloyd Austin about this situation? How is it? Yeah. How is it that you don't know why? Of course they know why. Incredible. They, they certainly asked him. Hey, why didn't you tell the president about this? Nobody asked him that question? And what was his response? I I mean, it's really amazing. This is just, it's unconscionable to me. It's, I, I don't know that I've ever seen the like of it. And we've seen a lot of stuff over the uh, last several years, especially. But this is incredible. Uh, the Secretary of Defense has major complications is in an ICU unit for three days or four days, whatever it was, after having a prostatectomy, and he didn't tell anybody. Nobody knew about it. Nobody at the Pentagon and nobody at the White House. And now everybody's trying to backpedal and and figure this out on why we continue to lie to the American people and why this guy still has the full faith and confidence of the commander-in-chief. How is that possible? Disgrace. I'm sorry. It's a How disgrace. is that possible? It really is a disgrace. Uh, wow. And it should be. I mean, look, he should be fired for this. I don't care if yes. he's the best secretary of defense in our history, um, which, which, by the way, he is not. not. <laughs> Quite clearly and transparently, he is not. Might be the opposite. Uh, but yeah, you should be fired and fired today. This should go absolutely no further. More patent stew for Glenn coming up. When it comes to your mobile carrier, if you had to choose between great service or giving your money to a company that believes in your values, which would you choose? It's a tough question because you need the good service. You want to be consistent with your values. Well, here's some good news. You can have both when you switch to Patriot Mobile. Their mission is to passionately defend our God-given constitutional rights and freedoms and to glorify God always. They put cause ahead of profits, and that's one of the reasons we're so proud to, to partner with them and have for a long time. On top of having everything you could possibly want in a mobile phone plan uh, on one of the three major networks, Patriot Mobile doesn't send your hard-earned money to aid in, I don't know, the destruction of America, which seems like a good idea. You're going to get the same nationwide service, all while supporting a company that loves America. They have affordable plans for your budget, excellent coverage, and top-notch U.S.-based customer service. And they're going to make sure the you know, making the switch is super easy for you. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck, PatriotMobile.com slash Beck, or call 972-PATRIOT and get free activation when you use the offer code Beck. Make the switch today. It is PatriotMobile.com slash Beck, PatriotMobile.com slash Beck, or call them 972-PATRIOT. Debuting tomorrow, the real story of Colony Ridge, exclusively on BlazeTV.com. Use the promo code Colony Ridge for $30 off.
is Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Uh, what a great administration we have. And hopefully, you know, we'll get another five years out of it. We had a, almost a year until the election and then hopefully be reelected for four more years. Well, then eight of Kamala after that. Okay, right. And I want to make sure we get the eight of more Kamala after of that. Kamala. Yep. Yeah, that's a good point. And then, you know, we could start. <laughs> by that point, we would just be, I feel like there would just be like, uh, we would have broken off from the continent. It would yeah. look like the Titanic where half yeah. the country was underwater. And it was about to break in half. Well, Texas would certainly have seceded by that point. <laughs> I'm pretty confident in that. I mean, I don't even want to think oh, about man. it. I don't even want to think I mean, about this it. This Lloyd Austin thing is just amazing. And then, you know, you've got the total incompetence at the very, very top with uh, Joe Biden, as if he were the very, very top. We all know that's Barack Obama. But the the figurehead who was um, uh, speaking at the uh, the church the other day, did, did you see that speech with, uh, with Joe Biden at the church? He had so that's many great things to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good things. One of the things that we didn't focus on enough, I think, was uh, when he talked about starting the civil rights movement. Joe Biden? Yeah, Joe Biden. Um, yeah, as you know, started the civil rights movement. Uh, here he is talking about that. I was talking downstairs. I, uh, I've spent more time in uh, the uh, Bethel AME Church in Wilmington, mm-hmm. Delaware, than I have uh, than most people I know, black or white, have spent in that church. Sure, sure. Because that's why I started the civil No, I'm serious. I started the civil rights movement. No, he's he's serious. That's where he started the civil rights movement. That was the day he. he yeah, that wow. was when the whole civil rights movement started. Gosh, I I didn't think that he, was him. Yeah, that was him. Who did you think it was? Uh, somebody else. I like. <laughs> I, I could give <laughs> really? you a lot of names, but I didn't oh, think wow. I, Joe Biden wasn't even on the list of the huh. names I would have provided that yeah, started the civil rights movement. It's interesting because he said a little something different about that before. Okay, uh, here's Joe Biden then. And uh, Joe Biden now on civil rights. I've spent more time in uh, here he is now you know, and Bethel then AME then. Church in Wilmington, Delaware, than yeah, I have uh, right. than most people I know, black or white, have spent in that church. <laughs> okay, sure. Because that's why I started a civil. No, I'm serious. I started a civil no, rights. No, serious. During the '60s, I was, in fact, very uh-huh. concerned about the civil rights movement. Oh. I was not an activist. Oh, wait, I worked what? at an all-black swimming pool uh-huh. in the east side of Wilmington, Delaware. Mm-hmm. I was involved. I was involved in what, what they were thinking, what they were feeling. Uh-huh. I was involved, but I was not out marching. Oh. I was not down in Selma. That's I was not anywhere else. Huh. <laughs> Which is so, weird, because he just said he started the civil rights movement. Did he hmm. start it and then like, sort of hand it off? Oh, did Martin know, Luther King uh, yeah, or somebody? Yeah, he just like, Malcolm yeah. X, somebody. Somebody. Right, yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> it's so amazing. It's like, uh, that's, I mean, that is bizarre. Yeah. I, I, and none of this comes back on him. None! No! None of it. He gets so much cover from the mainstream media that they don't even talk about it. He's so. constantly lying about his own life. Now, oh. he lies about a lot of different things. All but the his time. his own life, he really doesn't All seem to have experienced. You know, and it's interesting because we just had this plagiarism thing and this copycat thing yeah. with, the, with the heads of Harvard and MIT and University of Pennsylvania. Uh, he did his own little thing. He, do you remember what... Uh, what Hillary did back in 2007 with the I don't feel no ways tired. Oh, yeah. I remember that. And then uh, watch his thing from the other day. Here's a comparison of the two. I don't feel no ways tired. I come too far from where I started from. Nobody. 
the road would be easy. So bad. I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. We've come too far oh, from where we started. Okay. Nobody told me the road would be easy. <laughs> I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. My fellow Americans, uh -huh. I don't think the good Lord brought us this far to leave us behind. I mean... I mean, at least he's not doing the accent. Yeah. And at least she... But at least she attributed it. Right. He yeah, didn't. That's true. He didn't. Those mm -hmm. were his words, apparently. Uh, I just... I can't take it. It's, I mean, it's, he's been caught in multiple plagiarism scandals. I mean, yeah, derailed well, his yeah. political career for a long time. I in 87. Know. Yeah. In 87, he did, he copied the... He was like the Kenick, labor uh, was party Kenick, member uh, yeah. in, in England or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm close to his name, but it's, it's, pop, it's not popping into my head. But uh, he was, uh, he, yeah, he just stole a speech, basically. Yeah, and, and know, didn't I, attribute it. And I don't know, maybe that wouldn't be a big deal today. It didn't seem to be a big deal for Claudine Gay. No, no right. one cared uh, on the on the left. Um, they all said it was racial. Um, now I don't know what it would be for Joe Biden. I don't know why that's been ignored. But he's doing the same. Yeah, he's been like every single brand of controversy and scandal he's been involved in in one way or another. Now, yes. part of that is just again he's True. been he's been alive for almost three hundred years, so you're going to at that mm -hmm. you're going to kind of cross a lot of lines mm -hmm. in, in that life. Yeah, but uh, you'd think that there would be more. I don't know, like I, more feedback, more pushback, more blowback, more self reflection though I, is what I was going for. Like if oh, from him. if you know yeah. that. And, and we beat up on the media all the time, but they actually have done an okay job calling this stuff out from time to time, especially when he's talking about his own life. The Washington Post has fact-checked oh, these claims, true. his stories about his that's life true. five, six, seven, eight times. Yeah. And they say over and over again, none of this is true. He's lying. We don't know why he keeps saying it. In some cases, they've actually said he needs to stop saying it. Yeah. <laughs> they and said that about him claiming the $1.7 trillion uh, deficit cut. Yeah. He needs to stop saying this. But he hasn't. He just keeps saying it. And like they don't have to answer for it. I, they, no. they just operate under completely different rules. Yeah. If it was Trump, of course, he'd be, well, impeached for a third or fourth or fifth time. <laughs> they so. should just schedule weekly impeachments <laughs> if he wins again. Right. Just every right. week, they'll just keep impeaching them, and then he won't get convicted, and they'll just keep doing it over and over again. Why bother with all this other stuff? Stop looking like you need a reason. You're just going to want to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. Just Just start mm -hmm. it. I mean, they're, I, that sounds ridiculous. Of course, they're worse than that. They're trying to not even allow him to be on the ballot to be voted for in the first place. Which is pretty amazing. This brand of democracy, Pat, yeah. that we have in this country, <laughs> where uh -huh. the, the only way to huh. truly express the founder's yeah. vision mm -hmm. of democracy is to have a ballot with one checkbox. If we could just, that's what they dreamed of one day. Really? Yeah, because you know, uh, George Washington didn't like the political parties thing. I his big do remember something right. like that. You remember yeah. that? Yeah. His idea was mm -hmm. we just have one party. Parties was his problem. He did not mm -hmm. want two options. He was he wanted just the one guy. What if we just and this is a this is not an idea uh -huh. they had considered at the time of the founding, but what if we just had a person who was perpetually in power and could just hand it off to their children over and over again like a like a, a, king. a king. Something like a king. Mhm. Mm and what if we use that system here? That's Emperor. what they really wanted. I mean, call it what you will, mm -hmm. but to somebody uh, who is in power and can make all the decisions immediately so we don't have this elongated process yes. where nothing gets done. Mm -hmm. 
like this Congress or a parliament or whatever that slows the process down. We need somebody who just makes a quick decision and we move forward. Yes. Together. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. I don't like, like a Chairman Mao type of person. Chairman Mao's a good example. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, I like, you know, one of my favorite examples is, is uh, Turkmenistan, where, you know, like sometimes, Pat, when mm-hmm. you decide, you know what? Uh-huh. We don't need hospitals outside the Capitol. Oh, right now in this country, and I want—I I don't want to alarm anyone, but if Joe Biden decided that only hosp- the only hospitals in the country would be in Washington D.C., he could not implement that plan by mm. himself mm-hmm. it, under this system. There are other systems where you can do that. Turkmenistan—that's that was one of the guys' and they got ideas. Got job done, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, he got it done. Yeah. You just yeah. say, "No, hey, you know what? No more hospitals outside of Ashgabat." <laughs> Ashgabat? Ashgabat. No more. That's the actual name of the capital of Turkmenistan, <laughs> yes. isn't it? I mean, yeah, I wouldn't bet my life on it, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And the point is that, like, you know, if you well, want... it's been your favorite country for a long time. I would think you know I haven't thought about it in a while, okay. but I am. Right. I, it is... It's still a passion of mine. I want to visit someday. Um, but, it, like... That is the stuff that you should be able to do if you're the president of the United States. Yeah, and just get it done. Yeah. And and, and by the way, we should, to give credit where credit is due, Joe Biden's tried to do that with student loans, with the the eviction moratorium. Even after after he was told not to. Yeah, even when the system said, no, you're not allowed to do that. He Uh, just said, I'll do it anyway. Yeah. And of course, that is by definition, specifically, the exact type of thing our founders talked about when they talked about impeachment. What if someone ignores the system? Yeah. It wasn't like, well, what if someone does something we don't like? Or what if someone uh, d- makes a call to a foreign official we don't appreciate? It, you can argue whether that should be an impeachable offense or not. That wasn't what they had in mind at the time. What they had in mind at the time is someone who knows exactly what the system is, mm-hmm. is told what the system is supposed to prevent, and then goes and walks through that wall anyway. When that person does that, that's when you impeach him. He's done it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, yeah. and still no one cares. And it's interesting because all the speculation from the media is that Donald J. Trump would be that kind of person this I time. Know, I know. He would be a dictator this time. How many times have we read that? Like over and over and over in virtually every article I read about Donald Trump, he wants to be a dictator. This guy is! It's funny because the word dictator, uh, because of you know people like you know, Hitler and Idi Amin and name your foreign despot, has this... Uh, association with, of course, the horrible violence and cr- criminal activity and all these things. But, like, if you go back to the early 20th century progressivism and that definition of dictator, it was this guy who just made all the decisions. Right? Yeah. Like, he knew... He, that's why the left loved Mussolini. That's why they first, loved Mussolini they, at first. They were completely enamored with him. Yeah. And everything he was doing, because he was getting things done. And it was why, It was Woodrow Wilson, right? It was the yeah. way he loved to look at the world. His idea was, we put a bunch of experts out there. I mean, think of Fauci in this, in this standpoint. Oh, you get a bunch of experts out there who just tell everyone what they do. Mm-hmm. And they know more about it than you, so you listen to them. And that's how this works. Now, it's not how this country is supposed to work, the United States, but it's been tried all around the world over and over and over again. And I'm telling you, stuff like the student loan stuff, which gets overlooked because it's a boring topic, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, what, it's a couple hundred billion dollars here or there at this point in this crap heap of an economy. Why, why do we even think about it? And I understand that. 
But he knew what he was doing was unconstitutional. Right. He was told so by the Supreme Court already. Yeah. They already told him that it happened. And he's tried to do it. Not only has he tried to do it once again and then got overturned by the Supreme Court, he's still trying to do it. He's literally breaking the Constitution knowingly over and over and over again. And there's not even talk about impeachment with him. There should be. There's talk about impeachment with him on, uh, you know, his uh, criminal, potential criminal activities with his son and all that, which is important. It is. But more important, more fundamental to that process, and especially how it was envisioned at the beginning mm-hmm. is what he's done on student loans and the uh and the eviction moratorium and there's a few other examples on down this road yep 100 percent triple eight uh 727 b-e-c-k more patents to for glenn coming up when you're walking down memory lane with your kids and your grandkids which you should be doing because it's important for them to know the history of your family you really want all of those old photos and family videos at your disposal, which means you need to have them preserved. And for that, you want Legacy Box. They're the industry leader in preserving all your old photos, your camcorder tapes, your VHS tapes, your film reels, and they digitize them in a way that can be easily enjoyed, shared, and organized. They do all the work here in the United States with a team of over 200 trained technicians. Uh, Glenn has used them, I know, many times to, pr- to preserve his family's memories. And you should, too. You, uh, you look at, the, I mean, like, man, these things go away so fast. And you're coming off of the holidays. You've probably had a bunch of great memories. Why not get this done now? Visit LegacyBox.com slash records. LegacyBox.com slash records. Right now, you can save 50%. When you preserve your past with Legacy Box, kick off the new year by rescuing your family's most cherished memories that haven't been watched or enjoyed in years. Go to LegacyBox.com slash records. It's LegacyBox.com slash records. The following content identifies as a commercial. Isn't that lovely? The Glenn Beck Program. We'll be right back. Man, what a time, Pat. What a time. No, it's a great time. It's a great time to be alive, Stu. And it's a perfect time to be an American because everything's going so well. Um, Did you see that uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci was called before the uh, House Coronavirus Select Subcommittee to answer some questions? And his answer on more than a hundred of the questions that were asked him yesterday was, I don't recall. I do it's hard not to remember recall. things. Pat. It is because it was so long ago. I mean, how old were you in 2020 and 2021? I, was, I don't even remember. I think I was four times. years old. Um, so it's been a while. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. So naturally, he doesn't remember. He's an old man, and, and uh, that was a long time ago. It's pretty amazing. But what uh, some of the House members have said was that he exposed. Some real problems uncovered drastic and systemic failures in America's public health system. Hmm. I thought those were fixed under Obamacare. So how'd that happen? That's weird. And it has, it does feel in some ways that, that the pandemic was a really long time ago to me. It does. It, it, in some that, ways. Is, would that be your explanation as to why there has been very little impact for the, for the, I mean, like the most hated figure seemingly on the right is Anthony Fauci, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And Certainly I mean, one of. it seems like a, a you would think in a in a uh, approaching the Iowa caucuses that 
the fact that like Donald Trump was there for all of that, right? Like Donald mm-hmm. Trump was the guy, you know, he had Fauci, he kept him. I mean, he doesn't like him now, but that whole mm-hmm. time, right? He was there. He was putting mm-hmm. him on stage. I mean, when yeah. you heard the phrase 10 day, or 15 days to slow the spread, Donald Trump and Anthony Fauci are standing right next to each other, right? Like all yeah. that. Whole, and again, like you can. You might think there's a hundred things you can think about that time, but the fact that most people, I think, on the right have made up their mind that Anthony Fauci is one of the worst people that's ever lived, at the same point are about to vote for the guy who had him in power through that period by what forty points in Iowa. Are you surprised that there's not has not been more impact and pushback on that? A bit. Yeah, a bit. It's it's a weird it's a weird election. Yeah, it is. It really is. Strange. I think everybody just transferred the Fauci problem to Biden. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, Which, I mean, certainly it, it there's part of it. In part. But, yeah. Yeah, in part, for sure. But, it, you know, of course, he wasn't, you know, Biden wasn't president at that time. Right. At the beginning, certainly, the first year. Yeah. It's just, it's surprising that that was, it seemed like it was going to be the biggest thing in the election. And then it's kind of dried up. The Glenn Beck Program. Today, uh, we're going to go over some of the polls and where everybody stands heading into Iowa on Monday. So we got Iowa coming up on Monday, and then eight days after that is New Hampshire. So two big primaries because these are momentum uh, gainers here for somebody. Either Trump or, heaven forbid, Nikki Haley. Could be Ron DeSantis. Maybe he surprises. Anyway, we'll get into some of the poll results uh, coming up in one minute. It would be nice if you could always count on having the medication you need available when you need it. To never have to worry about medication shortages or emergency situations. It would be a great world to live in. By the way, it seemed like we did live in it for a long time. Like you just get the medication that you need. At least it was available to you. But now we live in this world where there's medication shortages. We had like a record in December of 2023 for medication shortages. What a bizarre... Like 294 How? medications are, are in short supply. How is that possible? It's crazy. Uh, it's a, uh, you can do something about this, though. You can prepare yourself with the Jace case. It's a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics, which treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. It's customizable in dozens of add-on medications available. You can choose the ones that best fit your family's needs. They even have ivermectin if you want to get your hands on some of that. You can get uh, gift cards for your family or loved ones so that they can get and customize the Jace case of their own. Jace is simple. You go online, you fill out a form, you get your prescription, you get life-saving medications delivered right to your door. And if you want to be prepared, yeah, you need food. Yeah, you need water. 
but you need your medications as well. Go to jacemedical.com, enter the code PREPARED at checkout. You get a discount on your order. jacemedical.com, the code is PREPARED. The code PREPARED at J-A-S-E, medical.com. Okay, so primary season is upon us. Hard to believe. Uh, Iowa is Monday already. It's gone by fast. It really has. And I I might take this opportunity to remind you of a new podcast out. It's a bonus podcast available in the mornings (laughs) to give you a daily update on everything that's going on in the election, everything you need to know. It's called State of the Race. And if you go to the Stu Does America feed, wherever you get your podcast, you can get that update. And we go through everything. The key metrics of the campaign um, what's going on with each candidate, what they're doing, you know, are they moving their ad dollars around for some reason? We're trying to look at all that stuff to keep you updated and do it in like 10 minutes because honestly, you know, it can be a little overwhelming. Um, but you can uh, get all that at uh, Studios America, the feed on podcasts. It's audio only. So make sure to check that out and subscribe. We finally, I've been complaining about this for a long time. We just haven't been getting any polling, especially of Iowa. It's been terrible. Uh, there's just been a huge lack of polling for an election. Now, part of that, I guess, you know, people aren't that worked up about it because it doesn't feel like a normal election. In a way, it feels like an incumbent is running. And if you have those situations, it's, it's like what's going on with Joe Biden and you know Marianne Williamson and Dean Phillips on the Democratic side. It doesn't feel like a real contest, right? Everyone kind of assumes that Joe Biden's going to get that nomination. You see, I think that's wrong. Did you see the turnout for Dean William, uh, Dean Phillips the other day? I did not. No, was it big? Oh my gosh! Well, I mean, not. I don't know if you'd qualify it as big. Okay, so moderate or moderate or moderate or even small. You, no one showed up. No one. He held a political event, and uh, he and his staff were the only people there. So he did come. He came. So you're lying he when came. you say I, no I'm one came. I'm sorry. Dean came. Dean came to his his political event. But uh, there was nobody there to see it. And so if Dean shows up to his political event, but nobody's there, did he actually show up? I don't know. I don't know. Now, I will say this about Dean Phillips, and I cannot uh-huh. say this about any other candidate in this race. <laughs> okay. He's connected to Talenti um gelato or frozen dessert whatever that is it's freaking good oh <laughs> i love really? that stuff man yeah he's like that's where he gets his money from i think oh. if i'm he's the uh at least at one point was the chairman and like co-owner of talenti which if you've oh. ever had it wow it's, it's good. in your freezer case pretty darn good yeah they got that thing where they yeah, put yeah. like some of the, like the the gelato and then like some of like a layer of just like cookie pieces and then more gelato and like a little layer of like candy pieces. And it's like, it's like a parfait. Oh man, It's delicious. So honestly, like if I, am I voting on the democratic side, you can either have the, the essential oil lady, the guy who can't get through three sentences or a guy who came up with awesome, you know, gelato, gelato. Come on. How is this a contest? That's, he should be winning by 50 points. Right. <laughs> and no one's showing up. What if he brings? He should be bringing Talenti to every event. That would bring people. People would totally show up for that, even in Absolutely. the snow. Yeah. So anyway, that's for just sure. my particular opinion. Uh, you know, I will say it's, it's he's a. We're not going to go on too long about Dean Phillips, but like it, it's, it's fascinating. He ent- he entered the race basically the last possible second, and you know he's thinking like, no one else is here. Mm-hmm. Like, what if Joe Biden just goes away? Right. There's no one else in the race. Maybe it just goes to me. I don't think it was like a, I'm going to go out and beat Joe Biden. It was like, 
what if Joe Biden go, you know, has some huge scandal, God forbid, has a health problem, drops out for whatever reason? Mm-hmm. You know, as much as we all say, well, it will be Gavin Newsom or it will be Kamala Harris, like... They're not running. They're not running. Yeah, Now, right my now. guess is the Democrats would just finagle the system to make them the candidates. Of course they That's would. That's probably what would happen. But he has this argument like, I don't know, yeah. I'm, I'm on the ballots here. Who are you going to vote for? You can't vote for Kamala on the ballot. I mean, it's an mm-hmm. interesting play. It's not going to work, but it is an interesting play. Okay, so we've been complaining for a while about the lack of polling in Iowa in particular. And one of the things that the media does is they will just report a polling average as the state of the race. And there's nothing wrong with a polling average. Like Polling averages are fine. It's better than one individual poll to average polls. At least you get a better sense at larger sample size. But like you don't get all that much out of that if... The polls that are included in the average are very old. And that was the case up until yesterday. The most recent poll in the Real Clear Politics average, for example, was December 18th. So you were over three weeks on the most recent poll included, and then also included polls from over a month ago. And that's not Real Clear Politics uh, fault. That's just the fact that no one's been polling the state. Which is weird, right? Like, I feel mm-hmm. like at this time, in every other cycle, we were getting poll after... Every day, there was a new poll of Iowa, a new poll of New Hampshire. Just really hasn't been the case. Now, part of that is because it's really expensive, and it's getting harder and harder to do. I mean, there was a time, Pat, where the, you'd get 30%, 40% response rates to these polls. Now, they're talking about 1%. Wow. I didn't know it was that bad. That bad. Who, I mean, mm. you got to answer a freaking pollster right now? Like, no. And this is part of the reason why yeah. sometimes they're unreliable. Who's, can they call cell phones? Yeah, they can. Oh. Um, and they do. Most of them do at mm. this point. But it doesn't work. Right? I don't Most, even have a landline anymore. Do you? Yeah, we did put one in, actually. <laughs> Relatively recently. We, we actually had it the whole time and for years didn't have a fo- phone plugged in at the house. Yeah, us too. But like now that our kids are getting to that age where they can kind of stay home uh, you know, while we're you know, going to the grocery store. Oh, that's a good point. Like, you know, like, yeah, let's have a phone that's there so we can call them. But that's really the mm-hmm. only reason. And, and we almost never use it other than just calling the kids and saying, hey, is everything okay? We've been gone for eight minutes. Have you burned the house down? <laughs> and, uh, you know, usually they haven't. Yeah. Sometimes they have, obviously. Uh, obviously. You get a rebuild after those incidents. <laughs> but um, so... We finally did get some polling from not only Iowa, but also New Hampshire here over the past, uh, you know, 24, 48 hours. And it's, it's interesting, but limited in what it tells us. In, there's one poll that came out from Morning Consult, which is a poll, pollster's been around for a while, have some interesting ways of doing their polling. And if you look at the Real Clear Politics average, it does list this poll. What the poll says, top line, is Trump at 58, Nikki Haley in second place in Iowa at 15, Ron DeSantis at 14, Vivek Ramaswamy at 10, and then Chris Christie at three and Asa Hutchinson at one. Not zero, but one. So think about that for a second as you mm-hmm. look at people making a run here last mm-hmm. minute. I mean, Asa, at any mm-hmm. point. You talk about momentum. Yeah. I mean, no one else has gone up an infinity percent over the past few weeks. <laughs> Only Asa Hutchinson can claim that. If he continues that pace, Pat, he will win this election. <laughs> uh, so just keep that in mind. Um, so you look at that. And, okay, okay, that is basically the picture of this race over the past few months, right? Donald Trump over 50%, kind of blowing everybody out. If, if you want to say there's any change there, it's probably been a little bit of a rise for Haley uh, above DeSantis. DeSantis has been second in that race for a very long time. However, that this this particular poll is very strange. First of all, 
Real Clear Politics lists it as occurring between January 1st and January 7th. That's the date range that they made these phone calls. However, when I, I went through the poll and they actually, it could be a misprint, I guess, in the poll literature, but it says the polls were conducted from December 1st, 2023 to January 7th, 2024. So a 40-day period of making these phone wow. calls. How many of these calls were made on December 1st and how many were made on January 7th? Like, that's a big difference. And they, the way they talk about it, they say it is the December result. So, it, you know, they do this monthly. And so I don't know what you can take out of that. What do you take out of that result? It's only, by the way, all the 353 people in the sample size, which is super small. So I don't know what you get out of that particular poll. Honestly, in my mind, I, I'm not, not going to take much. Trafalgar also released a poll, however, and they've been, uh, you know, they've had their ups and downs, but uh, had some really good cycles. Um, they have it at uh, Trump 52, Haley 18, DeSantis 18, uh, Ramaswamy at five, Christie three, and Hutchinson at one. One. Yeah. Yeah. He's, one. I mean, it's, it's mm. consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what you take out of the first poll. The second one, you know, Trafalgar is obviously a Republican leaning pollster. And, uh, you know, but still you have a situation where they're showing the same thing, basically, that Trump's up by a lot. Now, the Iowa caucus is famously strange, right? Like when people mm-hmm. and, and I, I'm talking to Steve Dace on, on uh, Studios America tonight, and I'm, I'm curious because he's there. The weather's terrible. Like, like really cold, really cold, lots mm-hmm. of snow. Events being canceled. It's going to be cold here on Monday. Can you imagine Iowa? Oh my gosh! Oof! I know. It's supposed to be, I think, twenty here, twenty-one or twenty. Yeah. I saw it yeah. here in Dallas. Now, if you look at the map with a low of four, <laughs> no, four, four. Yeah. If I get another Dallas, freaking Texas. pipe burst, I'm going to lose my I mind. Know. I'm going to lose my mind. I know. I'm, I know. I'm, I'm moving. It's. I moved to Texas mm. for warmth. There's not supposed to be days. Where it hits four. I know. I know. It's, it's this global warming. I'm, a, I'm on board is. with it. I am on board yeah. with it now. First of all, I want more of it to happen. <laughs> but secondly, I now believe in all climate change conspiracies because uh, it's too cold here. Mm-hmm. But uh, imagine how cold it's going to be. Oh, if you've ever been in Iowa, yeah. and I know, Pat, you know, you've been there and covered mm-hmm. some of these events over the years. Not only is it cold in Iowa, it does not... It does not capture what it feels like to be there. The number does not quantify what it feels like with the winds of the plains blowing through 95 layers of clothing. No matter how many you have on, it cuts through and it slices through your torso. Yep. It, it, it disintegrates your flesh. (laughs) It is so freaking cold around caucus time. People are not wanting to, they're not going to want. To go to a caucus. It's fascinating. It's a really interesting part of this. You know, you know, mm. Trump has been leading for a long time. A lot of people are taking his win for granted. The the best organization in the state, I think, without a doubt, is Ron DeSantis. I mean, even Haley, who is you know equaling him in some of these polls, does not have this the type of um, operation that DeSantis has in the state. Mm. That's pretty clear. DeSantis has been there putting all of his eggs in this basket, needs to have a big showing. I mean, there is a world where DeSantis overperforms and is helped out by the weather situation where his people walk through these, you know, uh, the wall of, of, of ice to get to these caucus locations. And, you know, Nikki Haley doesn't show up. You know, she's spending a lot of money now. 
but she doesn't have that sort of organization in Iowa. So I want to give you the, uh, we should look at the New Hampshire polls too, because New Hampshire is a totally different situation and it, it kind of draws mm-hmm. a, a different picture of, of the race and how this could go. Is there a chance that DeSantis could surprise and make it closer than these polls look? I think so. It's, but you know, it's a tough road, right? Like, I mean, really I, tough, I, I yeah. think, you know, people have looked at this and they said, look, the 2020 election was, you know, something we didn't like. We think, you know, Donald Trump maybe got ripped off. We think he deserves this nomination just because of that. He, now he's being targeted. Mm-hmm. By all of these people who uh, who want to take him off the ballot and throw him in prison, we have to stand up for him. And I think that's the overwhelming arc of this race right now. That, like that's how people are making these decisions. They're not making it based on you know DeSantis's record in in Florida, uh, to their benefit to their detriment. You could make that decision for yourself, but that's not how this election is being settled right now. I don't. Th- I mean, you look at these numbers. You don't see people saying, "Well, Ron DeSantis sucks and he was a bad mm-hmm. governor." That's not what the polling shows at all. Yeah. They all think he did a really good job, and they think you know he's overwhelmingly popular in the party and well liked. But that is not seemingly how people are making decisions at this point. Yeah, Trump is still up by more than all the other candidates combined. He still has more support. Uh, that's not good if you're a challenger. It's not good if you're a challenger. <laughs> no. More coming up in 60 seconds. It's underappreciated fact that trust is really hard to come by. And in the world of business, pretty much any business, that might go double. When you're trying to sell your home, buy a new home, or even worse, do both at the same time, it's very important that the real estate agent you're doing business with is someone you trust. And how do you know? Well, Glenn solved that problem years ago when he started Real Estate Agents I Trust uh, with his brother, uh, agents uh, they you know, they work with. Well, they're people that you like, people you can trust, people who do their job well, good people who care about the same things you care about. They're not just some you know the best real estate agents out there. They're solid Americans, and most of them are listeners to this program as well. They're people you can trust to get the job done, and not just done, done right the first time. Real estate agents I trust dot com. Real estate agents I trust dot com. The name kind of says it all. It's a free service to you. Take advantage of it. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Uh, 888-727-BECK. Uh, okay, so we covered Iowa. What is the situation in New Hampshire then? Eight days later, right now. Yeah, that's uh, it's a, it's an important one, and, and honestly, like we talked about a couple of polls that came out mid to late December and early January that no one really talked about, and these polls from it was American Research Group, I believe, and they, both of these polls showed Nikki Haley within three points in uh, in New Hampshire. What? So a very close poll, but it, wow. there weren't a lot of, there was no real supporting evidence. And the question was, okay, what's going to happen when new polls come out? CNN poll came out yesterday and showed the race in New Hampshire this way. Uh, Donald Trump at 39%. Nikki Haley, 32%. Jeez. Now, the rest of the field is far behind. Chris Christie at 12%. Vivek Ramaswamy at 8%. Ron DeSantis has basically turned off his campaign in New Hampshire. He's, he's focusing on Iowa, but he's only at 5% in the poll. Asa Hutchinson at uh, one. 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 One percent. I mean, the guy is showing up in poll after poll. Wow. What's fascinating about this, when you look deeper in the poll, He's not though, even running, 
right? No, he's he is. Done. He is. He's he smart. is still in the race because I keep you know, thinking he's you know, this is, left a long time. This is a ago. big problem of his campaign, Pat. <laughs> People keep thinking he doesn't have one. That's what I and thought. And that's not great. Uh, no, it isn't. No, he's at it one. Isn't. He Man, had, if people knew he was running, imagine, oh God, imagine, imagine where he could be. I, I think right he'd be now. winning. I think he'd be winning. By yes, now. yes, by maybe double digits. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. There's actually a great headline yesterday. Like uh, Asa Hutchison has a message for Iowa voters. <clears throat> quote: I'm still running. <laughs> End quote. That's not a great yeah, that, headline. That's not good. Not a great headline. No. But let me break this down for you because the question is not necessarily whether Haley is doing well in new hampshire she is i would not be surprised at all if she won new hampshire i mean that is especially as we get closer i think some of those christie voters might say okay this isn't happening we better do something to stop trump those are all stop trump people right there's Mm -hmm. 12 percent of them in this poll i think there's a good chance some of those people flake off uh to nikki haley wow but i think there's a good chance she wins new hampshire However, the way she is building that win is not sustainable for an actual victory when it comes to the nomination. Let me give you this breakdown. Among Republican voters in New Hampshire, this is how it breaks down. Trump, 50. Haley, 27. Christie, 5. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Among independent and Democratic voters who plan to vote in the Republican primary, Haley, 47. Christie, 31. Trump five. So it's an open primary. Yeah. Anybody so can vote. This is oh, okay. a totally wow. different scenario than you're yeah, going to see in that, most of these other that states. Won't work. You can't build your coalition on Democrats. On you're, She's beating Trump among independents and Democrats by 42 points. That's Jeez. how she's close. Yeah. That is not going to hold in other states. Now, the next state, and this is really her only chance. Is going to be South Carolina, where That's her she, state. it's her home state. Mm. And you think, can she, you know, if you're trying She's to rationalize. She's way behind, though, right? Yeah, way behind. But if you're trying to rationalize a victory mm. for Nikki Haley in this campaign, what you'd say is she wins New Hampshire mm-hmm. and then gets, gets the momentum boost that you get after a win. Yeah. And that plus her home state well, situation. Well, look what South Carolina did for Biden last time. Yeah. Turned it around, right? Completely. So he was out of it. Is it impossible? Probably not. But is it likely? It's a, mo- a lot less likely than it looks when you look at the top lines of those polls. Mm-hmm. You know, internet scams come in all shapes and sizes, and while, you know, all of them are bad, some are just downright despicable. The most recent nefarious one is fake charities claiming to provide aid to those caught in Middle East conflict. Uh, That one, of course, especially galling to uh, Glenn and, I don't know, the entire audience who helped actually do those things. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Your personal information gets exposed so often and it makes it dangerously easy for a cyber criminal to steal your identity. But protecting yourself can be easy with LifeLock by Norton. LifeLock detects and alerts all of us to threats that you might not spot on your own. Things like you know loans taken out in your name or cyber criminals pretending to be you. If you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work with you to fix it. So get on board. It's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Just got to join now and save up to 25% off your first year 
if you use the promo code BECK. It's 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com. Go to lifelock.com, use the promo code BECK, you got 25% off. It's 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Debuting tomorrow, the real story of Colony Ridge, exclusively on blazetv.com. Use the promo code Colony Ridge, and you get $30 off your subscription price. Stu for Glenn today, 888-727-BECK. Uh, we were talking about some of the poll numbers heading into Iowa and New Hampshire. Some interesting numbers when you break them down in New Hampshire, especially because they allowed Democrats and independents to vote in the Republican primary. Yeah, very interesting. And, I, and for that reason, I think you could make the case. Like, I think if you're Nikki Haley right now, I think you could plausibly make the case that you're in second place in this in this mm-hmm. primary and Ron DeSantis is in third. However, I don't think you can plausibly make the case that you have a better chance of winning the primary than Ron DeSantis does. does that, it, it's kind of counterintuitive, but mm-hmm. like the Ron DeSantis support in some ways is more real, right? Like the people who, the, those are the, the people who are supporting DeSantis are the people who are going to make the decision in the primary. Yeah. The people who are supporting Haley are like fringe people who she can make a good general election argument with that crowd. Mm-hmm. The fact that, that that moderates like her is obviously an argument for, for her in the general election. She's she done well the in nomination that polling. Way. But you're right. Like how I don't know how you do it. It, it would take a collapse from Donald Trump to do it. Mm-hmm. The DeSantis path is more clear in that he needs to just convince people who like him to vote for him. Mm-hmm. It hasn't worked as, as far as we know. But there haven't been any votes cast other than some absentee ballots, but it hasn't worked as if we know yet, but it is more plausible than I think the path that Haley is trying to take. I I don't I don't know how you can win a a primary approaching it that way, though. I I would not be surprised at all if she does actually win New Hampshire. I I, I think it's. No, it sounds reasonable. Very plausible. Yeah, that she wins it. Um, but the breakdown was she has 27% support among Republicans, right? Wasn't that yep. it? 27 Republican voters, 27%. Independent and Democrat, though, it's like 47. 47. So she's, she is trailing Trump by 23 points among Republican voters, and she leads Trump by 42 among independent and Democratic voters. That's really Obviously, something. That's just like a stop Trump effort in New Hampshire. Exactly. And it might work in New Hampshire, but we've seen this happen before. You know, John McCain beating George W. Bush back in the day. Oh, um, that was a big surprise at the time yeah. in New Hampshire, but, but it didn't, didn't lead work out to for anything. Him. Right? Yeah. There was no path really there for him to win uh, long term. Mm-hmm. And I think that was much more questionable at the time. I, you know, Haley winning here, unless she can somehow turn that into a, a back-to-back type of situation in South Carolina, I just don't, I don't know. I don't see how it's happening. But uh, there's something to, to look at there. A couple other things, Pat. And by the way, we've covered all this on the past few days of State of the Race. It's the new podcast that's available on the Studios America feed. Uh, it's audio only. So if, you, if you're, wherever you're getting your podcast, go there, just you sign up for Studios America, you'll get the, the main show that we do uh, every day, but also a special bonus pod, State of the Race, to try to get you through all this and, and learn the, you know, what's behind the, the mainline numbers. Because, I mean, you're getting all sorts of nonsense mm-hmm. from the mainstream media. you you got to get more information than that. And, of course, we'll keep you updated here on the radio show as well. But this is sort of a bite-sized 
you know, 10 minutes type of um, effort to get you the news that you need in the morning. So check that out. It's called State of the Race on the Studios America feed. Uh, a couple of other interesting parts uh, of this. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy has been going back and forth and kind of like busting on other candidates for not showing up for their events because it's cold and snowy. And, uh, you know, it's, I don't know. I don't, I mean, it, you know, I, I, I don't show up to anything when it's cold and snowy. So I, I can't blame people for not doing that. But did you know he's really been everywhere in Iowa? You know, you hear this, oh, the full Grassley, the 99 counties in Iowa. Did you know that over the past three months in 2023, the last three months of 2023, Vivek Ramaswamy did more than almost four times as many events as any other candidate? Oh, wow. Almost four Jeez. times as many. Now, DeSantis was quite active uh, in the last three months of 2023 in, in Iowa. Mm. or Vivek Ramaswamy is everywhere. Like, I feel like you'd bump into him at, at every drive-thru, at every diner, at every, you know, you're going to get your taxes done. He's at H&R Block. I think he's everywhere. <laughs> so he has really put in a real effort and, and shown, uh, you know, a lot of energy. It doesn't, I don't see a ton of evidence of it paying off yet uh, in, in the polling, but it is fascinating to watch. And he has... Uh, an event coming up tonight, he a town hall of some sort, right? Donald Trump has one that's airing on CNN. Am I right on that, Pat? I think it's CNN. Mm-hmm. No, Donald Trump. Yeah, I think he's on Fox. He's on Fox. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's on Fox. He's on the Fox. CNN is the debate, right? This is actually kind of a big, big yeah. thing for Fox because Fox, after they got sued over the whole election fraud thing, and had to pay seven hundred and eighty-seven million dollars, they just stopped putting Donald Trump on the air live. They were like terrified that he was going to say something that they would get sued for. And Donald Trump doesn't get sued. They get sued. I don't know how exactly that works. There, there's this weird thing where you put guests on and they say something and you get in trouble for it. I don't know how that works, but this is going to be the first time he's been live since like early 2022 on Fox News. It's been almost two years. Wow. Uh, which is crazy. Yeah. But he's going to be on a live doing a town hall. And then there's going to be a debate between Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis only. Two people on stage. First time that's happened. They're the only two that qualified. The last debate before Iowa happens tonight. And that one is on CNN, I think. Mm, I think so, too. I I could be wrong on the networks, but you'll find it if you want to watch it. I don't know that there's much interest, though. And then Vivek's on somewhere on a town hall, too. He's got a town hall as well. So a lot going on tonight. Uh, And Uh look, this is the stretch run. It's fascinating, to, though, to, to look at, like, how these candidates are perceived by Republican voters. And this is this is nationwide uh, Republican voters, but a fascinating. <laughs> I mean, it, it really does give you a, a picture as to where these candidates stand. If you look at who has the highest net favorability among Republicans, Donald Trump is plus 58. So very good numbers, you know, right? Mm-hmm. Plus 58 is a, a, a wonderful That's number. Huge. You should have, you know, if you're the president of your party, you should have numbers like that. Ron DeSantis uh, at one point was right around the same area, about plus 60. He has fallen now. He's about plus 39. So still pretty good. Really good, though. A really good number. He's kind of, he started at about plus 40, went up to about plus 60. Now he's been down to mm-hmm. about about plus 40 again um that's happened over the past couple of years but a very popular candidate well liked Mm -hmm. in the party and this is one of the strange things about this election cycle there are certainly people i see him online all the time telling me how evil and horrible ron DeSantis is uh, how bad florida is you know Mm. i mean you know trump has obviously said a lot of those things as well as his opponent 
But like, I don't think the Republican voters buy that at all. I don't think Republican voters think that Ron DeSantis has done a bad job in Iowa, in uh, Florida. I don't think they think Florida sucks. I don't think that they think he would be mm-hmm. a bad president. I just think there's a decent amount of people in the party who like Trump more. And I don't know that... You, you, yeah. Given the profile of Donald Trump, which is incredibly unique, this is a guy who was the president of the United States and before that was one of the most famous people in America. He is currently probably the most famous person in the world. Taylor Swift, you go back and forth on that one, I don't know. But I would say he's probably the most famous person in the world. Maybe the Pope? I don't know. He's certainly on that level. And now running with a, a campaign that's kind of based on, you know, his idea that he got screwed in 2020 and he's getting screwed by people today with, with all the persecution from the DOJ and all the rest. Very difficult not to crack mm-hmm. if you're an opposing candidate, but plus 38.9% is great for Ron DeSantis in any other circumstance. Nikki Haley is plus 19. So not mm-hmm. unpopular, mm-hmm. but not nearly as popular as DeSantis or Trump in the party. Vivek Ramaswamy is right around that same area. He's plus 17 when you're talking about favorability. So Ramaswamy came in, almost no one knew about him. He rose up to about plus, almost to the DeSantis levels when he first kind of came on the scene. He was plus 40, but he's fallen off. You know, the debate performances for Ramaswamy were very, very, you know, polarizing. Yeah, Some people loved him. Yeah. Some people couldn't take him. Yeah. You know, so that was kind of where he is. So, again, to give you perspective on that, because I want to give you this last number, to give you perspective, Trump plus 58, DeSantis plus 38, Haley plus 19, Ramaswamy plus 17, Chris Christie minus 35. <laughs> that, and that's among Republicans. Re- this is the, the party he's trying to win the race with. Yeah. Nobody likes him. Nobody likes him. And and of course, the Go Haley home. people Go are going home, nuts. They're like, what are you doing? We could win New Hampshire here if you drop out. <laughs> All of his voters would go to Haley. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, you know, maybe a few would go to DeSantis or Ramaswamy, but none of them would go to Trump. Yeah. You know, and uh, it might be enough for her, for her to win New Hampshire, which would, again, if mm. Chris Christie's stated reason for being in this race, which is to stop Donald Trump, was true. He'd he obviously out. would drop out. And support Nikki Haley. Of course, it's not true. He has a book coming out. Right. Right. He has a book right. coming out. He likes being on TV. Nobody likes Chris Christie more than Chris Christie. And so that is the reason he's What's actually in this What's the name of his race. book? I'm Fat? Is that... It? That's the subtitle. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Huh. All right. My what's, candidacy. What's... It's my candidacy. Subtitle, I'm, I'm Fat. By the way, I should note, if you go to mm. YouTube.com slash Stu Does America, mm-hmm. you'll find a new commercial we helped produce for chris christie a new oh. direction for the campaign that was just as our idea we oh, thought nice. you thought maybe people would like it uh-huh. if you go to youtube.com slash studios america you can watch it and i think you'll enjoy it okay i think you'll enjoy it. check it out uh, on, on the youtube page uh now so i don't know i think when you look at this race i'd love to get your thought on this pat because you've done a bunch of these you've covered a bunch of these i mean you go back a, a while mm-hmm. and even before you were in talk radio you were doing you know big radio shows across the country where while right, the elect- we talked about this it's not stuff. election focused right but you right. still talked about it all the time yes. do you remember between britney spears songs in between britney spears, spears mm-hmm. songs yeah do you remember a campaign like this where it feels like people just aren't interested at this level i i, mm-hmm. I mean like i can't remember ever watching 
debates where people weren't talking about it the next day. And I, that's happened. Yeah. Part of that's Trump not showing up. But I think part of it, too, is people just kind of assume it's his nomination. Yeah. And and I think everybody's proceeding that way under that assumption that this uh, Trump has won this thing. And I've almost reached that conclusion. Mm-hmm. It looks, doesn't it look, it looks like Trump has won this thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're 40 points ahead of the rest of the field, when you add up everybody, every other candidate and their numbers, and it doesn't equal Trump's, it's kind of a foregone conclusion. Feels that it? way. And under normal circumstances, I, I do think that's true. Yeah. I, I think there is a bit of an asterisk on this one because in, in some ways it's a two-tiered primary, right? You have the norm, number, tier one is the normal race, right? How, what's a normal race? A bunch of candidates get in, they fight it out, one candidate wins, right? Like that's the way mm-hmm. it's supposed to happen. But you can't look at this election solely that way. You have to look at the second tier of this race, which is at some point, Donald Trump might be placed in a gulag. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't know what the hell's going to happen. They're, they're trying to throw him in prison. They're yeah. trying to make it so you can't vote for him because his name isn't on the ballot. So under that mm-hmm. circumstance, you have to look at another tier and pick a second choice and come up with some other way to understand what happens if they do successfully remove him from ballots somehow which i don't expect to happen hope not that'd be a problem yeah or you know (laughs) the the fact that you know they they throw him in prison which is actually i think more likely than him taking off taking them off the ballot now look he can technically still run in that situation but who knows what that circumstance brings so looking at this and who finishes in second and how that progresses is important in this one circumstance it's not about lining up who who's going to be the 2028 nominee Normally, that's what you get out of these, right? Like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. know, well, Marco Rubio could be a future guy because he finished fourth <laughs> or whatever we were talking about in 2016. This is like, this could happen this election cycle. Yeah. I mean, I, if we take the deep state, quote unquote, seriously, you have to think that way. Interesting how those 2016 solid options like Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz, Ryan Rand gone. None Rand of them Paul, ran. All gone because Donald Trump, Donald Trump destroyed him. Yeah, I mean, I think it's true. I mean, as far as presidential candidates, he destroyed them. Even though a lot of them are close to him now. Yeah. But I mean, like, uh, uh, Rand Paul was an interesting one. We talked to him, God, it was probably six months ago now in this interview. And one of the questions we asked him was, uh, you know, would you consider running again? Would you consider jumping in? Maybe No, you know, it has to be more than this because it was before Trump got in the race, which was now much longer than six months ago. And he was like, not if Trump gets in, what's the point? Like I think he was consider right. he would consider running again if Trump wasn't in, but he was he basically wow. said, "What's the point? If Trump's running, he's gonna it's gonna be his nomination." Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Well, it seems like the battle in this country is always uphill, especially when it comes to fighting against the left's constant efforts to destroy America from within. But hope persists, and one of the things you can do is patronize businesses who stand for the same principles that you stand for. Patriot Mobile is one of those companies. Their mission is to passionately defend our God-given constitutional rights and freedoms and to glorify God always. That's not the same as Bud Light or Disney. That's a different slogan. You may notice the subtle differences there. Send a message to the rest of the country that you believe in support free speech and religious freedom, sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes their 100% U.S.-based customer service team will help make his switching so easy. Whether you're keeping your number, your phone, or upgrading one or both, go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. You can get free activation when you use the offer code Beck. 
Make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Or call them 972-PATRIOT. You're listening to the swinging sounds of Glenn Beck. Sit tight, boys and girls. We'll be right back after these messages. Glenn today. A UFO whistleblower has said that the U.S. government is hiding a 12-meter TARDIS-like. So that's obviously from, uh, you know, the BBC sci-fi thing. I I will say... Doctor Who. Sometimes you use the word obviously Mm -hmm. and it applies. To me, I will say not obvious. I don't know the reference. So what is this? TARDIS? Yeah. Okay, well, the TARDIS is what uh, Doctor Who flies around in. Okay. It looks like a phone booth on the outside, but it's really big on the inside. So it's 12 meters on the Wait. outside, but it's the size of a football field inside, Stu. How, how would that technology. work? It's technology. Just it's technology. Alien, You're just going to say technology. the word technology and act yeah. like that answers the... Right, yes. Alien okay. technology. Those two words maybe so where, together. Yeah, okay. <laughs> So but where are hiding they hiding it? it? Because, I mean, do they hide it in a football field-sized building, or do they hide it in a meter-sized uh, building? I think only a 12-meter-sized building okay. is all you need for something like that. So it doesn't need to be a really big warehouse like where they're storing uh, the Ark of the Covenant. Okay. You don't need that no, you don't size need that. of a place. <laughs> oh, God. Well, it's uh, interesting man. to note. I mean, honestly, yeah. the, with the way the government is running, yeah, who I knows? Would, wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. The Glenn Beck Program. You know who's great is uh, Eric Adams, mayor of New York City. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's terrific. You sure? Right? What? Yeah. Aren't you? No. No? You're no. not sure? I, I, well, I, I mean, I I like some Eric Adams stuff, yeah. and then not others, and I like sometimes it. he says both of them. Yeah, so that's it's hard true. To know. That is very, very true. Uh, we'll get into uh, an Eric Adams slash immigration discussion uh, coming up in one minute. When you absolutely, positively gotta kill somebody because they're threatening your family, well, you need a gun, of course. But not all situations call for deadly force. And in those cases, what you want is the Berna Launcher. It's a non-lethal alternative to safeguarding your home that will send potential threats running in the opposite direction. It's legal in all 50 states. No permits or background checks required. It can be used by all age groups over 18. The Berna Launcher has powerful deterrents like tear gas and kinetic rounds with a 60-foot range, and one shot can incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. Government agencies and law enforcement are using these already all around the country. 
have every option available to you, so you're as prepared as you can be uh, if and when the situation arises. That's why Burna is such a great addition to your home defense. It gives you the extra options you might need. Go to Burna.com, B-Y-R-N-A.com slash Glenn, Burna.com slash Glenn. Get 10% off your purchase now. B-Y-R-N-A.com slash Glenn. Get 10% off and check out the latest news about Burna there as well. It's B-Y-R-N-A.com slash Glenn. All right. Uh, One of the things about Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City, is that he feels our pain somewhat. He, he somewhat feels our pain on the illegal immigration situation because he's been inundated, well, inundated for New York. Uh, he thinks he's been inundated by 160,000 illegals. It'd try about 5 million like we have in Texas or 10 million, whatever the number is. It's, it's way into the millions here, and we've been dealing with it for 60 years. And just expected to do it. Yeah. Just, and, just and, take this one for the team. Yeah. It's kind of the pitch to Texas and Arizona and California at some level and even and, New Mexico. And up until recently, we were just expected to deal with it, and they didn't care in the Northeast. Well, they care now because... Greg Abbott happily sent them uh, some illegals to deal with on their own. And by the way, the number is important here. I think it's mm. it was twenty or twenty five thousand he sent. That, That's yes, it. to New York, not one hundred and sixty thousand. Right, a small right. percentage of this. He's getting all the blame and yeah. at some level all the credit uh, from my perspective uh, for this. He's you know look he mm. was the, he's the guy who stuck by it. I, Doug Ducey was doing this in Arizona as well very early on. There was this you know the Ron DeSantis. Um, Martha's Vineyard is sort of on that map as well. Mm -hmm. But really, the person who's done it consistently for a long time has been Greg Abbott, sending buses up to New York, people who want to go to New York. And why wouldn't you? Yeah. It's a free free lunch. Yeah, it's a a sanctuary city. So Mm -hmm. you're not going to be prosecuted prosecuted there. You're not going to be arrested there. It's a great place to go. Won't be turned over to authorities. They guarantee the right to shelter in New York. So you automatically get a place to live. What could possibly be better? And they've purchased four- and five-star hotels to house illegals in, Mm -hmm. in some cases. They've also uh, confiscated schools from Brooklyn High School students, kicked them out of the school, and put 2,000 illegals in there instead. And they're doing remote learning. This is a real story. This is a real thing that's happening in the United States of America right now. This is happening right now because it got cold in New York, really cold. And so they moved them from 10 cities where they had about 2,000 people hanging out and they just said okay we're going to confiscate this brooklyn school and now it's going to be a home for two thousand illegals you don't know anything about them but we're going to move your students out they can go remote learn somewhere else and this is where these illegals are going to stay now congratulations complete uh, two thousand people you don't know anything about in your neighborhood now complete collapse Oh my God! I mean, this is a—it's compl- unbelievable. It's an Eagles-esque collapse <laughs> that is going on right now. I don't know if I'd go that far. No, that's that's too. I don't. No, wanna, that's crazy. <laughs> I don't want to hurt the feelings away. of uh, <laughs> of Eric Adams. But like, this is really pathetic. Yeah. Now, again, we're yeah. talking about a <clears throat> small part of the problem that has hit New York. Very tiny. Um, now, of course, their rules. Having, they think it's the worst thing of all time that's ever happened anywhere, and their rules make it that way at some level. Like the, <clears throat> the right to shelter law makes this problem worse. It, uh, in a big way. Yeah. Now, of course, they won't get rid of it. Of course not. They won't just no, say because oh, that my. would be hateful and xenophobic. They might say like you could see a sane society that somehow had this law in the books. 
yeah. and says, you know what? We wanted to help illegal uh, 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 homeless people. Thought it was the right um, thing to do. We, you know, it gets cold here. Yeah. You know, uh, who wants to live on the streets? It's not like people are going to take advantage of this. And mm. we now realize that, okay, people <laughs> we, will. They will take advantage of this. You got 160,000 people pouring in. Yeah. We can't give them shelter. Obviously, we're repealing this law. It doesn't work. Right. Nope. Nope. They just keep it in. It. They keep saying nice things about illegal immigrants. They say stuff like, what we need to do is give them green cards so they can work. That's like their big solution to the illegal immigration crisis. Yeah, that'll crisis. fix it. Oh, well, yeah. AOC just said, uh, well, you know what you do about undocumented people is give them documents. Yeah. As oh, if okay. The that'll take care of the situation. Are they going to use the paper Jeez. as blankets? How does, how does that work exactly? So stupid. It's not about whether they're documented <laughs> or not, though... Look, it, would it be better if we knew who was coming into the country? Sure. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. AOC, of course, opposes that. Mm-hmm. Right? She doesn't want you to yeah, know. She, she, she would. If you said, like, we're just going to you know, make sure we know every single person and put them on a giant list, she would oppose it in a second. But the documentation thing is okay for her um, because what they basically argue is all these people are here because they're the best people in the world. All they want to do is work super hard and mm-hmm. buy mansions all over the city and you won't let them because you won't let them go to work because it's illegal as if they would care about that restriction. Remember, they came into the country not caring about that restriction mm-hmm. and now they've gone to these places and are like, well, I just look, I would work and make a hundred grand a year, but they just won't let me. Come on. How can anyone believe that but of course it's aoc and the way that she can believe it Mm -hmm. is she's an idiot and that's an interesting part of this pat dumb people might understand and agree with these uh arguments but only dumb people could understand and agree them agree with them yeah and you know what what's great what feels good though is that the northeast is getting a little taste of this you know people like eric adams are are you're getting a little taste i mean a tiny 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 taste bite-sized taste of what Texas and Arizona and California and New Mexico have been dealing with. I, look, I was born in New York. I grew up in Connecticut. I mean, like, I there's uh, there's a lot to say for especially the food up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the policies are insane. They are. They continue yeah. to they destroy are. themselves. And look, I don't know if anyone's noticed, I'm not the only one who's left that area. A lot of people, even people who are liberal are saying, this obviously doesn't work. I need to go somewhere else, like Florida, like Texas. Mm-hmm. And they're making those choices all the time. They're making those choices with their entire life. They're betting their life on it. They are leaving these areas and uprooting their entire lives to get away from these policies. Now, some of them still go down to Florida and try to vote the other way, which is perplexing, and I will never understand it. But generally speaking... You know, people are running away from these places because of the policies we're discussing. Mm-hmm. And of course, Eric Adams is a whole nother story. Like Adams is, I look, as bad mm-hmm. as Adams is, he's still better than de Blasio, who was a complete yeah. catastrophe. Uh, Adams at least does have, at least he's aware of this problem and treating it somewhat seriously. But, the, mm-hmm. but Adams has this same weird thing that Biden has, which is this strange lack of understanding and knowledge about his own life (laughs) he continually tells stories about his life that did not occur Hmm. which is really weird that is weird could it happen once in your life maybe but with him it's happened multiple times He, he released a vegan i think cookbook 
uh, in 2020. You know, it's about being healthy. He's now, he was a bit unhealthy his whole life. Now he's a healthy vegan. And then like a few months later, they're like, hey, um, you seem to be eating fish currently. Uh, what's the uh, deal? Oh, I eat fish sometimes. Well, that's not, that's not even vegetarian, let alone vegan. That's uh, what, pescatarian, I think is the word for that, but it's not vegan, huh. right? Like vegan is like no animal well, products. He might be like me, mostly vegetarian. You know, but eats yeah. occasional uh, fish. Right. Okay. Yes. That is and like you. Like me, that some chicken from a, time to time. A bit of chicken. Just a little bit of chicken, a little bit of fish, mm-hmm. but mostly vegan. Yeah. You know? Well, and sometimes uh, beef. Mm-hmm. And, and cheese and eggs. Cheese and eggs. Uh, yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, pork. Sure. Oh, a lot of, you know, incredible a lot of pork. Incredible amount of pork. Yeah. yeah. Ham, oh, oh, oh. bacon. Yep. And um, in, in all of its forms. Yeah. Um, but mostly, you know, but definitely a lot of dairy. Oh yeah. You know, cream. Oh, yeah. Everything in a cream sauce, mm-hmm. you know. Sure. But mostly vegetarian. But mostly vegetarian. I mean, there's a lot of animals I don't eat and a lot of their products you, that I don't indulge in. You know right. what I mean? Like you've never, never had eaten bear. Horse pudding. Never had horse pudding. Not ever. You don't eat that regularly. I've never eaten hoof. You've never had a hoof. Nope. Uh, a hoof biscuit. Nope. No? Not one. I thought one time not you did one. have a hoof biscuit. No, I didn't. Wow. Well, okay. Not that I know of anyway. Right. Sometimes you think you're having, you know, uh, you're having some other lard-based product and it's actually hoof and people don't know. So. Well, you do keep track of that, don't you? <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. Well. Because like marshmallows. Who would I, guess I there's animal tendons in marshmallows? Yes, I know. It's weird. Until you, I had no idea. I, no one. I still eat them like crazy. I don't one cares, I but it's just, it is an icky. But, yeah, not, I'd rather have the, mar- they do make marshmallows without the boiled animal tendons in oh, them. Oh, they do? And I, you know. Like, and you do have those? I'd rather have those. Yeah. Okay. You know, they, I would prefer. In fact, not like, just rather. You wouldn't yeah, touch would, a marshmallow would, no. if it had animal tendon in it. I would not. Just not, does not seem yummy to me. <laughs> but again. But you can taste, can your you own. taste the animal tendon in it? I don't know. I don't know. I okay. doubt it. I don't think so. All I don't right. think you would know that there's a. But like, you just like check jello, the label right? like, and that's a gelatin. That's a gelatin is. That's a just gelatin is in, in marshmallows. But gelatin okay. is jello as well. Like that's what it is. J e l l o jello is has animal with, tendon. Yeah, it's made with g- gelatin, yeah. which is gelatin is boiled like boiled animal tendons or some sort of. I think concoction. a lot of people are learning with <laughs> me right now. I don't mean this is not I what I intended to do with this know. segment. I don't want to gross you out on jello. <laughs> Uh, that was not my intent, but let me. But, uh, but you're saying my Eric, was, Adams Eric Adams is, is didn't weird. necessarily live a vegetarian or right. vegan lifestyle. Now, who cares, right? I right. don't care. He can eat whatever the hell he wants. Yes. But when you write a vegan cookbook about how it's changed your life and made you healthy, it's weird that you would still eat fish, right? Very. It's just a yeah. weird thing. Why not just be honest with people? Yeah. 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 There's another story with another one of his books. <laughs> how many books does this guy have? Well, that's a good question. He doesn't seem to know the answer to it. <laughs> Let me tell you the story. If you haven't heard it, it's right. bizarre. Now, he wrote a book in 2009, and it was a parental advice book, and it was called Don't Let It Happen. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, in this mm-hmm. book, he recounts a story from his childhood. May I read this to you, Pat? Sure. I hope you will. When I was a child, a friend of mine brought a gun to school. To show off to the rest of the students. This was my first time seeing a real gun. After years of playing cowboys and Indians with toy guns, I did not believe the gun he was showing us was real. I laughed at his stupid trick and grabbed the gun from him. If this gun is real, I said, then it should go off. 
I pointed what I thought was a toy gun at my group of friends, at my group of friends, and pulled the trigger. A round discharged. And only by the grace of God and my poor aim did the bullet miss my friends. The incident scared me so much that I dropped the gun and ran. Now, that's a pretty amazing story, right? Like, yeah. And a shocking one. And, and what a moron. What a moron. But again, a kid. So yeah. you give him some sort of break on that. Now, a reporter raised the subject to the mayor and said, hey, reading your book. And it's like, this is a pretty crazy story. You've never talked about it. How I can't believe you fired a gun in school. You're you're you, you went through law enforcement. You're the mayor. Like that's a big thing, right? His answer: I never fired a gun in school. Now I just Wait, read what? you the story about him firing a gun in school. So you think yeah. he's fired a gun in school? Now huh. what happened then became even more bizarre because the reporter went back to him and was saying, "Hey." You did say that you fired a gun in school. It's in your book from 2009. Adam's answer to that was, that book was never released. (laughs) Now, first of all, how would even if it wasn't released, it was just a manuscript or something, it would be weird that the story would get in there, right? Without him, because he was the kid involved in the story. But okay. Mm -hmm. That's when, when he said, hey, that book was never released. That's when the reporter took the book out and showed it to him because he had just ordered it from Amazon. Oh, that's so great. So the book apparently did get released. Eric Adams claims he didn't know a book from 15 years ago was released. He went through 15 years without knowing the book ever came out. Then his secondary backup to the question was, well, it must have been misinterpreted by my co-author right like so my co-author uh writes the story he hears he, i tell the story he misunderstands it he miswrites it i didn't even know it came out so i never corrected it could be plausible maybe yeah, in theory i don't know if it's plausible <laughs> i guess it's possible in a weird way one weird problem with that though yeah he didn't have a co-author didn't have a co-author <laughs> okay there's That's... no co-author on the book. Oh, my Now gosh. he's backed off to, well, it was a ghostwriter on the book. Not a co-author, but a ghostwriter. And the ghostwriter must have been the one who did it. And then the book company also released it without me knowing about it for 15 years. And that's how the story got in the book. So when you Incredible. said how many books has he's written, we really don't know the answer and to that neither question. neither does he. And he doesn't either. <laughs> All right, triple eight seven two seven back. More coming up. Incredible. Here's the cold hard truth. Uh, First of all, we don't know how many books Eric Adams has written, Mm. but another cold hard truth is that car repairs are coming your way. They're not going to be cheap, and you can. There's not much you can do about it. They're coming no matter what. These days, a car mechanic will practically charge you just to take a picture of your car. So you have to factor that into your life and your budget. You just have no other choice. But what if you had a way to protect your wallet? What if you could budget this and make it make sense for your future? Well, that's CarShield. You get to lock in your price for car repairs, and that price never goes up. Glenn is, you know, God, I mean, these poor people at CarShield. Glenn, all the you know cars he has, they're all, he likes older cars sometimes. They're all breaking down half the time. He's, you know, charged thousands of dollars of repairs uh, to uh, the fine people at CarShield. CarShield offers protection plans for around 100 bucks a month, and they cover more parts than ever before, from alternators to big-ticket items like your transmission. 
Whether your car has 5,000, 150,000 miles, CarShield's got a plan for you. This year, you can choose coverage through CarShield, a resolution you can actually keep. CarShield has had Glenn's back for years and years and years, and they can have yours as well. CarShield.com slash Beck, or call them 800-227-6100, 800-227-6100. You can save 20% on your plan now. CarShield.com slash Beck, or call 800-227-6100 and save 20% on CarShield. 10 seconds, station ID. These politicians and their stories, how do they think they're going to get away with it? It's pretty amazing, isn't it? you got Eric Adams talking about stories that didn't happen, writing them in books, and then claiming not to have written the book, and then somebody shows him the book. Well, it wasn't released, and then he obviously bought it on Amazon. Incredible. How do you think you're going to get away? Well, because Biden gets away with it all the time. All the time. All the time. He's... Oddly immune from this. And he like, is. You know, uh, you know, he tells that train story all the time. Mm-hmm. He traveled two million miles on a train, and it was the train conductor, uh, Angelo, who told him that years after he had died. First of all, he retired 30 years prior to the story taking place. And then, on top of it, he died before the story could have taken place. And... Biden continues to tell that train story to this day. And, he, and, and, and uh, we pointed this out briefly, but th- this has actually been a situation where the mainstream media, the New York Times, the Washington yeah, Post, yes. have actually done their job. They have right. called out and said, this story isn't cannot true. be true. Yeah. It, not only isn't it true, it can't possibly be true. The guy was dead. And it's not Fox News yeah. telling the, the, the fact check on this. And he still continues to tell the story. Even after he's been fact checked seven and eight times by these organizations. Uh, he just did the, the oil on the windshield. He's got an oil slick. When he, his, his mom would drive him to school okay. in the morning in Delaware. Yeah. Okay. Delaware. Mm-hmm. We're not talking Houston, Texas here. Delaware. Where the refineries, I guess, spewed such oil pollution that he'd have an oil slick on his windshield every morning driving to school and his mom would have to run the windshield wipers to get the oil slick off the windshield. Like, what? I I lived near an oil refinery and never once had oil (laughs) on my windshield in here. Houston. I'd love to hear from people who live next next to the refinery, right next to it, and tell me about the oil slick on your windshield. Well, it's ridiculous. Pat, I lived inside a refinery for 50 years. <laughs> you did? Yeah. Oh, wow. And at the time... You're not even 50 years old. I, that I, is incredible. At the time, I was uh, a vegan. Oh, okay. And um, I wrote yeah. a book about it, in you, which I shot <laughs> a, a, a gun at children... Well, in, in school, the re- oh, at school, well, not the, in the refinery. The refinery was uh, okay. was was also a large school. <laughs> the, the kids were that put a weird to, to work story, slave still. labor to refine the oil. That's Holy the that's what big cow. oil is doing right Holy now. Holy cow! So, so there were still slaves. And all of this, when by the way, growing up. I should point this out: the entire refinery, uh-huh. mobile. It's on a train. Oh wow! I rode it every day for forty-eight years. Incredible in Delaware. That's incredible. Glenn Beck. Dolores wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. She says, I started taking Relief Factor not long ago, and so far, this completely stopped the arthritis pain in my hands. It was so bad, it was getting impossible to crochet or do my sewing. 
but not anymore. Thank you so much. Relief Factor. Dolores, thank you so much for listening to the program. And also thank you for giving Relief Factor a try. It sounds like you've got your life back. And we love hearing stories like that. Relief Factor is a daily supplement that helps your body fight that pain by fighting inflammation. It's 100% drug-free, and it was developed by doctors to help reduce or eliminate pain. Over a million people have tried Relief Factor's Quick Start Kit, and 70% of them have gone on to order it again and again. See how Relief Factor can help you with their three-week Quick Start Kit. It's only $19.95, and it comes with Relief Factor's Feel Better or Your Money Back guarantee. So why not give it a try? Visit relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. It's 1-800-4-RELIEF. When you feel the difference, you know it works with Relief Factor, relieffactor.com, or 1-800-4-RELIEF. The real story of Colony Ridge debuts tomorrow exclusively on blazetv.com. Use the promo code Colony Ridge to get $30 off. Just uh, dealing this patent stew for Glenn today. We were just dealing with the uh, immigration situation a little bit, um, talking about that. Uh, I, li- I like this too. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas has just admitted this week that immigration authorities release over eighty-five percent of the illegals they detain. Now, I mean, I think we understand that just about everybody who's detained is just released, given a date. Sometime in the future. Sometimes it's, you know, 2027. Sometimes it's 2032. It's been as late as 2035. Okay. At the time, 12 years down the road, you've made them pinky promise to show up to court. Are they not U.S. citizens by then? Or they're just, what, hanging out, not working, not living here, not stealing Identities from people, not committing tax evasion all that time? Yeah, it's fine. Uh, it's fine. It's don't totally worry about fine. It. I can't believe don't you're even, opposing it. Yeah, it's just xenophobic to oppose it. So I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm opposing it because I think it's great. Can, can we take too. a trip? Do you have a, I don't know if you, I see your computer bag over there. In there, do you have a flux capacitor? Could you grab a, if you happen to have a, if you happen to have um, any. Um, time travel device because I'd like to go uh, ahead forward to 2035. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's a giant harp. You just carry that around with you? Every once in a while. Yeah. Wow. Thought it might be, Is that might heavy? come in handy today. Yeah. It's about uh, 150 pounds. Holy crap. Yeah, I just have that around on my back. Massive. It's like, that's why my back is in such good shape right oh, now. Okay. I'm just getting, getting it stronger carrying around the harp i would think maybe it was part of the back problems but oh, uh, really yeah maybe. i mean i guess you could look at it that way i thought i was strengthening my back yeah you've been carrying huh. around a harp that's 150 pounds all now these years you tell that me that might have been a problem yeah, might have been a problem um but now that we're in the future and we by the way the year we've chosen is 2035 okay okay mm-hmm. 2035 we're waiting outside of court <laughs> waiting for our friend um bob the okay. illegal immigrant, Bob the illegal immigrant, <laughs> Bob the illegal immigrant. You yeah. know he's been he's been very busy over the past you know eleven 12, years, 11, 12, 12 years. Yeah. yeah, and he's been just looking around doing all of his things, <laughs> and now he's going to show up at court. Yeah, and, and we're well, going to come back to Texas too <laughs> yeah, to show up at court. In, 
He took he's, a bus to, to New York years and years ago, but he's come yeah. back. He's now come back. He's a business he promised, owner. He promised he would, and so now he right. is. And he's got he a, cares very deeply about our laws. Came in on his which uh, is why Learjet. he took the time to break into our country illegally in the first in the first place. place. Right. So now he's yeah. taken his Learjet back to because uh, this to is Texas. the land of promise. Land and of promise. when you're here illegally with no <laughs> documentation, you make a lot of money. Yep, a lot, a of, lot money. of money. You do really well. You're doing really well. Uh, so he's, he was in. He is. He lives now in. Long Island, right. on a mansion. Yeah, in a mansion in Long Island, mm-hmm. and uh, he took a Learjet back to Texas to show up for us. Obviously, because it was scheduled. Obviously, it was on his schedule. Put it yeah. in his Apple calendar, iCal, <laughs> and right. uh, now it popped up. He's like, "Oh my gosh, tomorrow's the day. I need oh, to go to geez. Texas for that big court appointment, right? For my asylum claim or whatever." <laughs> so he called so, the uh, president of the. He's CEO. Of his own company. Uh, he called the president and said, I won't be there today. No. Unlike Lloyd Austin, he told the people <laughs> he around him he was going to be out. Yeah. He was going to be out of work. Yeah. Well, he's an important businessman. <laughs> right. Exactly. So he comes down for this appointment and um, mm-hmm. and uh, he, let's say he loses his case. Oh, no. That'd be a shame. That'd be terrible. He has Since to go back so to his home And he's done so well here. And Bob, by the way, was from... Uh, Guatemala. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And Bob was going to have to go back to Guatemala. What do you think the left says about Bob? They say he has been, been here, here for 12 for... years <laughs> and he has become a successful businessman, part of the That's community. Exactly it. His children, all they've <laughs> ever children known, have been born here. We're, He's got were... seven children now, all born in the United States, and you're making him go back to Guatemala. All they've ever known is America. Yeah, right. And you're making them go back to Guatemala, yep. Yep. which is still ravaged by war and economic despair and gangs and mm-hmm. whatever else we can say about Guatemala. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is how it happens. They, you give a court date seven years in advance. They live here for seven years. And then they tell you, you can't kick him out. He's been here for seven years. We didn't tell him he should yep. come to court in seven years. That was you. <laughs> Exactly. We thought he should leave then. Yeah. We, should, we thought he should have left. You know what would be great for the world? Maybe if Guatemala kept their great businessmen and they grew businesses in Guatemala. Yeah. Let them <laughs> yes. it, make Guatemala great again. Stop trying to make us that great. Just do this in your homeland. Your country needs you. If these people are so wonderful, their country needs them or mm-hmm. it's never going to get corrected. Exactly. But no, we're supposed to select every single person who comes across the border. And and mm-hmm. Pat, like when we first started talking about this, a lot of the discussion was about a wall. A lot of the discussion was about um, how do we secure the border? And look, of course, those things are important. But no longer are we in a place where people are even trying to sneak across the border. There's no reason to. Oh, they present themselves to Border Patrol immediately. Intentionally. Immediately because they know they're going to be given a free meal. And they're going to be escorted directly to some sort of housing. And they're going to say, I come from Guatemala. My name is Bob. Yeah. And, and Guatemala is a bad place. And I need asylum in your great country, not in the 12 other countries right. I crossed to get here. Yeah. And right. they will say, okay, well, come back to court and we'll hear that asylum claim in 2035. And then 2035 comes and they say, well, first of all, they probably don't show up at all. But if no. they do... They yeah. say, well, you know what? He's been here too long. How it's, can we possibly kick him out? We just recently had that stat, too. About 95% do not show up for their court date. Just the 95%. Just so 95%. 5%. Bob did. Bob solid, showed up. Almost solid. Because I think it's 95.4% or something. So 
about uh, 4.6% show up for their court date. Well, a big problem is 95.4% don't have their own Learjet. Yeah. You know, if we just problem. gave illegal immigrants mm. each one Learjet, just one. Well, we give them a cell phone. Might as well give them the Learjet, yeah. too. Then they can come back for the appointments. <laughs> That's just an idea. I'm but sure it, they would if it weren't for the global warming pop problem that that would create. If every uh, you know, 3.2 million come across the border, <laughs> all, right. all electric, have Learjets. Electric yellow buses that Kamala oh, okay. loves. Yes. She loves school buses, <laughs> Pat. Go. She freaking loves them. <laughs> All she does is dream all day about Venn diagrams and Uh, school buses. And their electric gets her very excited. You know, there was a time when even Democrats understood this was a problem. Uh, I played on uh, Pat Gray Unleashed, which you can hear every day right before this show. Um, But I I played this morning uh, a really long speech um, from Joe Biden. I don't know. It was a town hall type thing. He was... uh, I don't know if he was campaigning in 2007 because he didn't run, did he? Did he run for president in 2008? 2008? He did, right? Yeah, maybe he did. And he, he did. dropped he, out he fairly did, early. Didn't work, Pat. No, he, he didn't. He didn't did win. not work. Mm-hmm. But he was explaining the border crisis, which was a crisis then, where, gosh, like hundreds, a hundred thousand or several hundred thousand people had crossed the border illegally that year. Wow! In one year? In one year, it was like three hundred thousand. That's a lot in one year. Three hundred two thousand crossed the border illegally in December. Three hundred two thousand. Gosh, three point two million last year. I mean, but they understood it was a problem then. How did this get to this point where the same people don't think it's a problem at all now? It's really amazing. It's amazing. Really and amazing. If you go, I mean, and you know, look, 2007 isn't that recent anymore. As you know, 17 was, years ago. Yeah, 17 years ago. But that was, mm-hmm. if you think in political cycles, that was his run, mm-hmm. which led to him being named vice president. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, and he was named vice right. president, obviously, in the 2008 election. It became That's vice right. president in 2009. That was the cycle where he called yeah. Barack Obama the sort of... The, yeah. A uh, clean... Clean, articulate black man that black is, only man. happens in storybooks. Right. And for that, he's, he's made vice, made president, vice president to and that by the way, clean African-American. Uh, the reporting after uh, the Obama administration was that the only reason he chose uh, Joe Biden was because he was white. He believed. Now, wow. there's, there was a second secondary reason was that he believed his two weaknesses was, number one, his some foreign policy uh, weakness. He had never obviously okay, he, been involved. Yeah, right. And Joe Biden was seen as some sort of foreign policy expert <laughs> by a whom I don't know, but wow. he wanted to have a, an elder statesman, right? Someone who yeah. had been around and done this stuff for a long time. And he got the elder part but right. But the more important reason was mm-hmm. people won't vote for a guy named Barack Obama because he's he's got dark skin and his name sounds funny. So we need to have an old white guy in here that will make I mean, all how- the racists out there comfortable enough to vote for Barack Obama. And how many times did Obama say that? That uh, people had a problem voting for a guy with a weird last name. With a funny name. name. Well, nobody had any problem with that. No. Because we are so diverse and so open. I don't care. And, and so not care? racist. We didn't care. He even shared a name with one of our biggest enemies. And he was one letter away from the biggest terrorist on the planet. Yeah. And we we're like, sure. And we we're like, okay. Yeah. Make him president. 
I mean, we have. <laughs> it is amazing it is uh, that that ap- actually happened. And then we don't we don't get any credit for that. We're racist douchebags. Oh, it's worse than ever. Pat. It's worse than ever. It's yeah. worse than ever. And this right. is the circle of grift, right? Like you yep. say, hey, we got a real problem. Well, what, 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 is it getting better? No, it's getting much, much worse. It's always getting worse. What do we do about it? Well, we got to vote for Democrats. Why? Well, because of racism. Well, what's happening mm-hmm. with the racism? It's getting worse. It's always getting worse. And you yeah. always have the only solution is always to vote for Democrats. Yeah. It's the only way you can solve it. And, and of I, course, that does not solve it. For, fortunately, I think a lot of people are waking up to that cycle, that vicious cycle of of the Democrat Party and how bad that has been for minorities. It it hasn't yeah. worked, clearly. Uh, let's go to Tanya in uh, Colorado. Uh, Tanya, hi. You're on the Glenn Beck program with Pat and Stu. Hi. Hey. How are you this morning? Very well. Thank you. How are you? Good. I'm a first-time caller, and I have a master's degree from the University of Denver. I speak Spanish fluently, Hindi, um, beginner, and uh, I'm an unemployed medical rep who's been in the gig economy and done over 4,000 deliveries in the last year and a half. Wow. So it's very painful to watch. 4,000 deliveries? Wow. Yes, and I'm top-rated DoorDash, Uber Eats driver. Okay. And I was just talking to your... um, manager about the fact that um it is a huge problem and um these people who have come here the migrants and Mm -hmm. by the way i'm married to an indian who had to wait two years to come to america the legal way Mm. and what we're watching what we're seeing is that as door dashers as we american door dashers who are in between jobs or bridging bridging jobs or just low income maybe single mother parents who are trying to do this as a living you can't even get on the platforms anymore because everyone that's on the platform is from South America, not even Mexico. They stopped coming. It's all South Americans and they shove a phone in the restaurant's face because they don't speak even any English. I've seen that happen. Yeah. To be, yeah. They expect to be helped. Mm. And um, like, we can't even get on the apps anymore because they're now like, by the way, um, like, even the ones that are legal are not legal. They don't have work permits. So they're actually renting accounts with people with real social security numbers, maybe even cars. We are hearing that it's, they're getting, they're paying $150 every two weeks for someone else's account. What are the tax ramifications on this? Mm. Who are these identities? They're parking in handicapped spots because they're not realizing that's important. And just the other day I was talking to one of my friends is single mom and they're carrying two phones. So they not only have one account, they have two accounts, and people are wondering why their food's not getting to them yeah. properly. And the companies are aware often. of this. There are mm-hmm. articles in New York about this mm. uh, that I've read, and like um, they're lowering the base pay because these people will take upside down orders, like ten miles for five dollars. I, I, you just can't afford that. Uh-huh. So, and even people, if you, um, you know. Um, if people are trying to bridge the inflation kind of gap, so say they have a regular job and, you know, as we know, food's gone up 20% crazy amounts and they take a second job to support their family. Mm. They can't even use this as a platform anymore. Amazing. Tanya, we should actually, we should go into what they're trying to do with the gig economy in Washington right now. They're trying to pass new laws to make them employees and it would be a catastrophe for this entire industry. But I do have one question before we let you go, Tanya. Have you ever snagged a French fry? No. Okay. No. No. Not a four thousand orders. Four thousand orders. Not and one not French one fry went in your mouth. 
It, wow. No, but okay. it's not, occasionally an order gets canceled and you get to keep the whole order. So. Ah, <laughs> all, right. all right, that's good. At least you that's get that. Bad. All right, thank you, Tanya. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like sometimes the French fries come light. I'm just gonna say it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think sometimes mm-hmm. they come light. Um, just like the rest of us, dogs need a good dose of nutrition in the food they eat in order to lead a happy and healthy life. They can't get DoorDash. They can't dial phones. Very difficult for dogs with paws to dial phones, Pat. Wow. Um, they can't, That's wrong. They can't click the right button on the Why order. Why haven't we done anything about that? Why? There is a new act coming out of Washington, the, uh, <laughs> the Opposable Thumbs for Dogs Act. <laughs> uh, we'll get into that maybe in a future episode. Um, but uh, let me tell you about uh, Rough Greens, because you can actually, I don't know, maybe get the nutrition that you want to get for your dog, the healthy stuff. Rough Greens is not a dog food. It's a supplement developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black that you sprinkle on the dog food. And remember, brown food is dead food. You, you, you want the greens. You name it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's probably in Rough Greens. The folks over at Rough Greens are so confident that your dog is going to love it. They have a special deal for you. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. They're going to give you the first trial bag free. Uh, I mean, all you have to do is pay shipping. So a free bag, why not give it a shot? 833-GLEN-33, 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. The Glenn Beck Program. Glenn's newsletter is free and full of useful info delivered every day right to your inbox. Sign up at glennbeck.com. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn today. He should be back uh, tomorrow. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, I'm sure. Can you get uh, Kexi cookies on uh, DoorDash? <laughs> yes, you can, actually. Really? Yeah. And when you get it that way, you save because you don't have to worry about the you know, shipping charge. Uh-huh. So, uh, very nice. But, of course, less. that's and only And they're a... 10% off right now, too, at Kexi cookies. Wow. Kexi.com. Kexi.com. Now, of course, that's not going to necessarily help you if you're in other parts of the country, but you can always get yeah. them shipped. So, uh, that's very That's cool. exactly right. And save 10% right now in our... Uh, oh, you got to use the promo code uh, Winter Blues. Winter blues. Winter blues. Yeah. This will cure them. Yeah. This will cure them. Uh, by the so. way, uh, one more reminder, State of the Race, the new podcast from Studios America, available on your podcast feed. It's free. It's audio only. Check it out. All the election stuff you need to know every day. We're only a few days away. Five days mm-hmm. from Iowa right now. And so you're going to do this every day, all during the primary season? I'm not into going the to commit to that. Election. No, I'm definitely not. I'm going to do it. <laughs> it's going to be updated regularly, Pat. Oh, okay, all right. Um, when there's stuff, like, you know, nice. when there's stuff going on, we're going to do as much as we can on it. It's a, it's another show. This is, is a really good time for it, because obviously Iowa Crucial. is Monday. Crucial. We're right around. This is, this is it. Time. So check it out on the Studios America feed, wherever you get your podcasts. The Glenn Beck Program.